Salutations. Welcome to Podmortem. I'm Renee Hunter Vasquez, joined as always by my co-host, my husband, and my brother. Hi, I'm John Paul Vasquez. Hi, I'm Travis Hunter. This week, we're recording live from the Black Hills gas station, discussing the 2000 supernatural horror sequel, Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. This film was directed by Joe Berlinger and written by Berlinger and Dick Beebe. Berlinger was offered the chance to direct Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2 due to the strength of his true crime documentaries, including Paradise Lost. With clear idea and intent in mind, Berlinger set off to make a sequel that would honor the unique terror of the first film. But studio meddling in the form of forced reshoots and even a mandatory title would impede this vision. This film won a poll over on Twitter to determine which sequels we would continue next. Be sure to follow us at the Podmortem to participate and stay up to date. So what did you guys think of Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2? I feel like it's only right before we do that. Just the title. <laughs> I don't know if you could hear me smiling. When yeah, I yeah. <laughs> we, yes, I did. It's really bad because there's makes, no Book of Shadows. There is no Book of Shadows in this yeah, film. I was a little confused at the title. I didn't. I've been I was waiting to see a book. It never shows. No, I mean, there are books, but not right. of shadows. No, <laughs> <laughs> I remember really liking this movie when I first seen it. Mm hmm. But watching it now, uh, I was kind of confused or a little. It's just it's all over the place at some points, and yes, it, and it's okay, mm -hmm. but it's not the greatest. If it's putting it nicely, <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I remember watching this the first time, and I don't, I didn't hate it the first mm -hmm. time I saw it, but I was very confused. Well, it's confusing, right? Yeah. I think I've grown to like and maybe even love it more, but I think the main reason for that is, I guess, the faithfulness to the mythology. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just, I think simply put, it is such a ballsy decision that Berlinger made coming from a documentary background yeah. to not do a found footage film. Right. That is like incredible to me because... That's probably what they wanted. I think it's definitely what they wanted. <laughs> and like the fact that he was like, you know what? We're going to do something different with it. And the studio's like, well, we'll see about no, that. No, you're not. <laughs> not so fast, Berlinger. No, I, you hinted at it at, in your intro, but there is just an egregious amount of studio meddling in this film. Mm -hmm. I do want to give a quick shout out because I listened to the audio commentary, but I also watched this video from Good Bad Flicks, that friend of the show, Ariel Dyer who is on the fantastic podcast, her and Candace, not your final girl. Great show. Mm -hmm. She sent me a video from good, bad flicks and it had a lot of stuff from the commentary, but it really breaks down what this film should have been. Yeah. Versus the film that we got. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's really, it's unbelievable. I think that if we got Berlinger's vision, this might've been one of my favorite sequels of all time. I, I totally agree. It would have been fantastic. And John Paul's like, what? Just <laughs> hold on. It, it's You're going to be yeah, upset. None of that means anything. To yeah, me. you're, you're going to be upset. <laughs> I also uh, watched that Good Bad Flicks video. And I would recommend watching it if you don't really know what happened in the making of this. Because they lay it out pretty pretty cleanly and it's not like not even that long but mm. well you can kind of tell by watching the movie yeah you can it's yeah. all yes, out you of can. order or like it's just uh, something was wrong yeah well i mean we'll address it as we go along right but i would say as far as what i think about this um 
I would say it's probably would go in a guilty pleasure category for me because with all of its flaws, I do still like watching it, Mm -hmm. but it's got a lot of flaws. And I would even go out so far to say that it's, it's not a good movie. (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, I think if you listen to our episode on the Blair Witch Project, you know how much all of us, and I'll speak for myself, how much I love Mm -hmm. The Blair Witch Project. And so kind of getting to go back into that world and revisit it is very cool. And if you kind of close your eyes at the parts that they were forced to add, <laughs> it's really good. Yeah. But <sighs> I I think that's the thing is that as big of fans as we were of the Blair Witch Project, mm-hmm. honestly, just hearing the words Coffin Rock, I'm like, ooh, yeah. <laughs> sweet. Hell yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it doesn't take much. And there's a lot of... Uh, winks and nods to the fans of the series right definitely and i appreciate that so much but yeah it's just down again to studio meddling i think artists and entertainment knows how to at least they knew how to market the blair witch project yeah mm-hmm. but they don't uh, excuse me they don't know shit about how to cut a film <laughs> i mean clearly not i just feel bad for joe berlinger yes because i can't that would hurt yeah. like i can't imagine how he felt on the commentary, he kept saying, well, in my original director's cut, Aww. and I'm like, hashtag release the Berlinger cut. I know. Yeah. I would very much like to see that. I would I would pay it. I would I would not I would pay, pay it. it. <laughs> 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 Movie, here's $5. <laughs> no, but I would, I would definitely, I'd sign up for that. Right. Someone get on it. Please. And I remember when we were watching it when we were younger, they had that secret of S Rever thing on the DVD. Man. And we were fucking like scavenger. We were like, none of it made sense, but we were like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck it. It says no <laughs> or whatever. Like, well, the thing is, is I, I think we were too young to admit that we were too <laughs> dumb to solve it. <laughs> like, Nobody can say we didn't try. No, we did. And we watched that movie like, <laughs> like we were trying to solve a murder. <laughs> Now, before we bring this film back with us, we would like to issue a warning for spoilers. Podmortem is a very in-depth podcast, and in thoroughly discussing horror films, we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two. If you don't wish to be spoiled, please go watch the film, then come back and enjoy the show. If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers, then let's take the tour. Now, this film relies heavily on having already seen The Blair Witch Project. If you haven't, we suggest you watch it or listen to episode 50 of our show as a refresher. So before anything even starts, on white text against a black background, we get the title card. The following is a fictionalized reenactment of events that occurred after the release of The Blair Witch Project. It is based on public records, local Maryland TV broadcasts, and hundreds of hours of taped interviews. To protect the privacy of certain individuals, (laughs) some names have been changed. Hmm. Yeah. I did not remember this being there. Me neither. Like at at all. At all. The funny thing is that when I watched it with commentary, mm-hmm. Berlinger was like, okay, this is where I had my first di- disagreement with the I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, I bet. we're starting yeah, off. The movie hasn't even started yet. Yeah. I remembered there was something there, but I didn't remember it being this. I, I knew there was some disclaimer, but... It's like, so this is true too, right. but they didn't have the actual but tapes. Not. Yeah. But <laughs> it literally, I mean, he said it best. He said it undermines the theme of the entire film. Yeah. Well, it undermines the theme of the film he was trying to make. It doesn't Fair. necessarily undermine the film that we got, if that makes oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so we see the word summer, 1999, and hear Heather from the first film screaming Josh's name. 
we cut to the opening for MTV News. Do y'all remember MTV News? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Kurt Loader. Yeah. Do y'all remember Kurt Loader? Fuck yeah. <laughs> like, oh, wait, wait. Listen, listen. He's saying something. <laughs> right? Be quiet. Is this Pod Mortem or I Love the 90s? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he, Kurt Loader, addresses the film The Blair Witch Project. We cut to Jay Leno, then beloved Conan O'Brien and Andy Richter, giving their quick two cents before we stop on Roger Ebert, who I have chosen not to speak <laughs> ill of today. Today. Today, right now. <laughs> He describes the premise of the film, discussing the three filmmakers setting out to the woods to make a documentary before they're never heard from again. We all know the story. Mm -hmm. We splice back to Kurt Loder, who tells us that there's a debate about whether the legend of the Blair Witch is true. A news segment tells us that fans of the film have flocked to Burkittsville, Maryland, presumably to find out for themselves. See, and to me, I feel like this is very smart. Mm -hmm. The little mini documentary that begins the film. Mm hmm. But lose that disclaimer. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> the I cat's out of the bag. I enjoyed this. Yeah. Like the news and all that. And I was yeah. like, okay, okay. But yeah, you didn't need that at the beginning. Well, no. at all. For all of us that are a certain age, we lived that. We right. lived everybody talking. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. that was the thing. Everybody was fucking talking about this movie. Yeah. And the thing is, it was fresh in the mind of pop culture as well. Because oh, yeah. definitely. they literally, Berlinger got the assignment. He wrote it with Dick Beebe. And <laughs> that's childish. Um, I barely got through my intro, yeah, so I, know. I can't judge you too much. But they wrote it, shot it, edited it, put it into theaters in nine months. That's that's crazy. So it's like we know, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we just lived this. Yeah. Anyway, a Burkittsville resident tells us that people are flocking here like it's Spawn Ranch or Ed Gein's house, but this isn't a haunted place. It was just. A movie was made right. here. But we see people filming in the cemetery that Heather was filming in, you know, towards the beginning mm. of the movie. We cut to another resident, Jeff, played by Jeffrey Donovan, who I, I know you love him. <laughs> yes, I... <laughs> He I just put his hand up. I just want to say I've I'm literally rewatching Burn Notice right now, <laughs> and so it was very weird to turn off Burn Notice to watch this for the show because I was like, "Is he gonna give me some spy tips and shit?" No, there is there are very few. Actually, you know what? I will not make a Burn Notice reference this episode. You're looking at me like you don't believe yeah, me. Yeah, fucking right. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Jeff bundles sticks that look a lot like the ones from the film and standing in front of a sign that announces that his table is a witch store. He reluctantly tells us that he wasn't able to see the film when it came out because he was in the hospital. But once they let him out, he went and saw it 17 times. We cut to two tourists, Joe and Lauren, and Joe is Joe Berlinger, yeah. <laughs> the director. Yeah. Anyway, they say that they believed all of it because the website was so realistic with the police photos and everything, which a lot of people did. Right. Mm -hmm. The funny thing is that on commentary, Berlinger said that the Blair Witch website mm -hmm. was modeled after the website he made for Paradise Lost. Oh, so wow. it's like all coming full circle. I That's was wondering funny. if I was going to be able to get my foot in the door and talk about how fucking engrossing those docs were because they were. Yeah, if you haven't seen, I think it's still on HBO, right? Yeah, HBO Max. Man, and again, it's crazy. Co coming from a documentary background, whenever I see this beginning, I was like, okay, so the film is going to be another documentary, right? Right? Yeah. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> You're wrong. I am. But another resident tells of how tourists were buying up her sticks and eventually convinced her to sell rocks out of her garden. <laughs> 
more residents complain about being constantly filmed and about the carelessness of the original filmmakers for using the word documentary and basing it in a real town when it was fake. And like, I, I get that because people really were like right. mm-hmm. flocking to this town and harassing these people like in real life. I do want to point out that these scenes were filmed in Burkittsville. Oh, they were a lot of times when they tried to film Blair Witch 2 in Burkittsville, they were run out of get town. The fuck yeah. out of here. I bet they were. <laughs> but these people are Burkittsville residents that oh, are wow. he actually convinced to share their story. Wow. So these are these are true. Yeah. Like except, <laughs> except for Jeffrey Donovan. <laughs> no, he lives there. <laughs> But we cut to Sheriff Ronald Cravens, played by Lanny Flaherty, yelling into his intercom for all the tourists in the forest to go home because there's no goddamn Blair Witch. He's he's done. <laughs> this dude's always some kind of creep <laughs> or bad guy in anything he's in. He has that vibe, though. Yeah. Like, can you imagine him just like playing a normal just a dude? Regular dude? Yeah. I laughed because they cut to a shot of just Torres running the fuck away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, shit. I was like, damn, they really took off. <laughs> he told them to leave. Dude actually got this role two days before shooting. Damn. Holy shit. What? Well, I, the movie I remember him from, he was a... A badass? Or? No, he was a... <laughs> He was a piece of shit. Oh, fair enough. But it was a prison movie. It was oh. a blood in, blood out. He was a... Uh, Goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Uh, they were going to cast the guy, because there is a Sheriff Cravens that they had in the Curse of the Blair Witch documentary. Yeah. And they were going to cast that guy, but then whenever they flew him out to like test for it, he realized that the role was too big for, I guess, his... Because he was actually in law enforcement. He wasn't an actor. Oh, oh wow. So they were going to have him, but they were like... He's like, this isn't what I do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we cut back to Jeff, who says there are a lot of naysayers, but there are just as many people who run up to him and hug him and is like, <laughs> I know it's real. And he's like, me too, man. Or whatever. Dude, it <laughs> went on. He's like, and I, I know oh, too, man. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, and I know. And he's like, because I know. I know. Uh, I was like, all right, I know. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. We know. I have to say, dude is dedicated to this role. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, he gives it, he oh, gives it yeah. his everything for sure. But we get a title card that reads one year earlier. And for me, this is where the problems <laughs> begin. I literally wrote in my notes. I wrote about the opening with the mini documentary. Mm-hmm. I was like, you have me. Yeah. And then the second it went to the flashback, he said, now nah, you lost me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't even float. Well, OK, hang on. All right. We're suddenly in a hospital. From what year? I don't know. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be 1999. But this wasn't yeah. one that flew over the cuckoo's nest. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. yeah, I think it might have been. But Jeff lies strapped to a bed while a doctor smoking a cigarette, again, this is 1999, (laughs) lubricates tubing and slides it up his nose. We read that we're in the Burkett County Psychiatric Center. The doctor pours liquid, I don't know what it was, (laughs) in the tubing and it travels down to Jeff's nose. We see another man injecting him with a needle and we get a shot of Jeff lying with no emotion and foam coming out of his mouth. They said that this was a force feeding, but... I to didn't me, read that. Way. It seemed like he was yeah. a science experiment. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but we see him being sprayed down with the hose in his hospital gown while he protests. Then he's slamming against the padded walls of his room while wearing a straight jacket. We scan through the day room at the facility and see him staring blankly before slamming his hand down and screaming, Enough! <laughs> and then it cuts to black and we get a title card that reads Autumn 1999. Okay. Wow. So something not so chill happened. <laughs> Like what? What was that? Uh, garb like besides garbage or like 
it's the most pointless subplot i think that they could have done and the timing of where they place it only makes it 10 times worse it makes no sense and let me like expound on my not only like narrative issue with it in the film but like social issue with it as like a human being right um apparently the studio said that there was no clear villain in the film and so they added these films of jeff at the psychiatric facility to Mm -hmm. make him more villainy but he doesn't even come off as villainy no he doesn't come off as villainy and i feel like that is commentary from them saying that people who have mental health issues are bad or are the right like am i being too sensitive that kind of just no, that sounds like bullshit well, to me. Well, it is bullshit because they're like, how do we make him evil? Yeah. Put him in a psych ward. Yeah, right? like, make you, him creep. What? Yeah. It didn't fit. No. No. There and was it, no like, need. And even throughout the movie. No. And like T said, where they put it. Yeah. Like we were just, he was just like, I know, man. Like we're yeah. laughing at him. And then it's like, wait, what the fuck? I think the word is jarring. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. Yeah. I think that's, yeah. I did see in the commentary that these scenes were shot three weeks after he submitted his director's cut. You feel it. Yeah. You feel it. Because it doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm -mm. But again, autumn 1999, the film opens properly while scanning over the forest and lake as disposable teens by Marilyn Manson plays. This was another issue. (laughs) Yeah. It was supposed to be witchcraft. Frank Sinatra. By Frank Sinatra. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they were like, no, it needs to be like rock. Right. It. (laughs) <laughs> Here's the thing. If it's if it's witchcraft by Frank Sinatra, you have this light tone that carries over from the I know man. Yeah, I know man, you know? Yeah. Oh, so I guess no Marilyn Manson does fit the tube up the nose scene yeah. better. Like I mean if you're fucking up the <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> if we're I guess, gonna fuck it up, let's yeah, burn the whole well. thing down. Yeah. I, I just feel like if you're going for that because he was a satirical tone, Frank Sinatra's witchcraft is the smartest fucking song to put here. It's it's like funny it's like tongue-in-cheek honestly and then like you said the way that he was trying to make this as and not to give anything away but a film that almost a cabin in the woods situation Mm -hmm. where it starts one way and turns into something else right we don't need where disposable (laughs) like you don't need that from from john but if we have it as disposable teens then i'm setting up thinking okay so we're gonna have characters i don't care about that are gonna die yeah they're and none of these people are teens i don't think no (laughs) no Uh, i didn't mind it but maybe i'm just a sucker for going over some trees well Uh, (laughs) i I did love that yeah i didn't know if that was a shining reference take a shot take a shot or if it was because they did a lot of aerial shots in paradise lost right and it might just be Berlinger. He's like, I know what I, I like. Yeah. Uh, I like, I was like, man, this looks good. Oh, yeah. I, but I see what you're saying about using the other song. See, but again, though, if you would have used that, I would have been like, is this a comedy horror or is this like, I don't understand what's it supposed to be. Well, if you take out the hospital scene. Yeah. And right. You put right. this right after. Right. Jeffrey Donovan saying that stuff. Right. We so got to. Yeah. The tone ca- makes sense. Right. It feels like a funny movie. Well, it feels like... It feels uh, light. Yeah, much well, lighter. Yeah, well, yeah, definitely no, I don't light. mean like a straight comedy, yeah. but you know... He's like, like I'm fucking dying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like... And we've talked... I, it might have been on Talk Mortem, but I know we've all gone on record to say that Marilyn Manson was is a piece of shit. But yes. Scumbag piece of shit. Scumbag yeah. piece of shit. Excuse me. Um, His music was something that I know at least me and you, T, oh, yeah. really, you know, loved when we were younger. So... Mm-hmm. 
watching this, you know, when I'm younger and as a teenager, I'm like, hell yeah. Like I didn't even think about it, but then seeing what he had been going for and what was supposed to be there. I'm like, damn it, dude. Like that's a, that's a missed opportunity. And then I think it was the good, bad flicks video. I was just about to bring that up. Played it, played the Frank Sinatra song Uh and then played what we get. And it feels like two completely different movies. And the craziest thing about it is that the Sinatra song fits the shot better. It de- well, that's what the director had. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah, <laughs> I'm sure it does. I did see that um, Daniel Merrick and Eduardo Sanchez are credited as executive producers. Yeah. However, they had little to no involvement with this film. Berlinger said he <laughs> gave the script to them to read. They told him they hated it. He showed them the finished film uh-huh. after the studio input. They mm. said that they hated it. And uh, that was their involvement. I hate this. <laughs> so was it one of those situations like you were just talking about, about uh, Halloween 2 and it was like, you guys can get on board and we can make this or you guys can get off board and we can make this? 100%. They told them, they're that like, sucks. we're making a Blair Witch sequel. Either your names are going to be in the credits or, or they're not. not. <laughs> That's bullshit. Man. Yeah. Not to come down. I don't know what else Artisan Entertainment did if they shuttered or what the deal was, but... They really come off it. They're the villains. They should have been in that hospital. (laughs) (laughs) But we need to get back to it. We haven't even seen the title card. Oh, shit. (laughs) We get the title of the film and the credits as we zoom in on the woods and get random shots of bloodied hands and people being tied up and tortured. He straight up said, these are the shots I wish weren't in the film. (laughs) Me too. Me too, Joe. (laughs) 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 <laughs> there's there's one bit of violence that happens and on the commentary he said this is the first bit of violence that was going to be in the film and i'll tell you when oh i can't wait i can't wait to find out all right but the music fades out and we come in on a police interrogation room jeff sits and his hair's grown out so mm-hmm. it's like time is passed. <laughs> <laughs> but we learn that it's monday november 15th 1999 chef cravens and an officer come in to tell them that they found blood in his van we cut to that van that on the side says Blair Witch Hunt, tours by appointment only. And I did try to go to the website <laughs> that's on the side of the van, and it was just a stick man in the middle of the screen. Oh, we missed our window. I guess. I mean, fuck, how old is he? Yeah. <laughs> was, I'm only 21 years late. <laughs> but now it's Friday, November 12th, 1999. So three days before the interrogation we just saw. Inside the van with Jeff are Tristan, played by Tristan Schuyler, and Steven, played by Steven Barker-Turner. Disposable Teens is playing again, <laughs> and they're like, no, put him everywhere. Yeah. Put him anywhere you can. <laughs> and Tristan asks Jeff to turn it down because she's feeling sick. Jeff is cool with it, then gets on the intercom to introduce Steven and his girlfriend, Tristan. He explains that they're researching for their book, The Blair Witch, History or Hysteria, and then Steven and Tristan start to bicker about the title. <laughs> I think the title's great. Well, yeah. he wanted hy- hysteria or history. Who gives a shit, dude? <laughs> <laughs> that's just, that's too much. Nitpicky. But Jeff asks why they can't get on the same page about the Blair Witch, and suddenly Erica, played by Erica Learson, because I'm like, I don't, she just pops up. <laughs> she sits up from the back and explains that they, witches, have always been misunderstood. They embrace nature and not evil, which is legit. Right. Jeff introduces her as not only a hottie, but a real witch as they pull into a cemetery. <laughs> Steven. <laughs> I want to know their relationship with each other. I know, because it seems yeah. like there's... But then later, it seems like she just got on the tour. But then him saying that is like, oh, we've met before. Yeah, yeah I don't know, man. But 
Stephen asks why they're stopping there at the cemetery, and Jeff tells them that this is where the other person on the tour asked them to pick her up. He's like, she's weird. She thinks she's psychic. Okay. There's a lot of exposition. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But they look around the cemetery yelling out for Kim, and she makes herself known. Laying beneath a gravestone marked treacle, she smokes a cigarette. This is Kim, played by Kim Director. So I do want to say I had the most massive of crushes on Kim. Oh, understandably. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also want to say on a more important note. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that's the most important oh, thing we can say. Good yeah. to know. Uh, the gravestone, Treacle. It's yes. a reference to Eileen Treacle. Yes. Who was the one that got pulled into the water in the 1800s. And then they're like, and there, there was a witch's hand. They're yeah, like, exactly. So hold on. Well, then why didn't you do anything about it? <laughs> you keep adding <laughs> shit. Yeah, but I mean, um, this is... <laughs> <laughs> This is the first like big reference to the Curse of the Blair Witch documentary. Right. And it's really starting off this thing that I really, really appreciate about this film. Yeah. Because it's rewarding the major fans. Right, right. Right. But Kim tells them she's exhausted. She's been on the road for two days. And Jeff helps her to her feet, promising her weed and beer. So it, I know this is like his job, mm-hmm. but it very seems buddy, buddy yeah very right. much seems buddy buddy I, I don't know english <laughs> but it it feels like like you said about him and erica like we're all friends here mm-hmm. because i've never gone on a tour and the tour guide's like you want some beer or weed yeah. like that yeah. what if you're well, not cool dude I guess- <laughs> <laughs> well i'm gonna say yes but <laughs> i mean that's a pretty risky bet what if kim's like you know undercover uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. this goth is just Put a costume <laughs> This goth? It's a, right? it's a goth everything up. Yeah. Oh, shit, a it's goth a goth costume. That's not going to go under. <laughs> I, we, we heard that. I, I think it's it. they're setting it up for me anyway, where I feel like Steven and Tristan are the only people who don't know people. It feels like they're the ones that are on the yeah. tour. Okay. And yeah. everybody else is just well, yeah, friends of Jeff. Well, yeah, that's true. Jeff's like, she thinks she's psychic or How whatever. How do you know? Yeah. Did you put that on her fucking ticket? I'm psychic. Meet me in the cemetery. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway now all together they head back to the van and once inside jeff continues to describe the tour for two nights they're gonna walk where the witch walked sleep where the witch slept and maybe even lose their souls in the process so we would all go on this tour right oh 100 fucking percent yeah i'm just making sure we'd live to regret it oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) but we would have gone at least we could get the t-shirt right (laughs) but He thanks them all for coming on the inaugural tour. And this is contradictory to the wording on his website, which I I can't remember how many, like 10,000. Yeah, which is a lot. Yeah, Yeah. over 10,000 happy customers. And Stephen points this out and he's like, oh, no, that's for the store. And him and Tristan don't look happy. No, well, they've been fucking lied to. (laughs) You got got. Yeah. I don't know if I feel comfortable if you've never done this before. Yeah, and we're going to go yeah, do some haunted all, shit yeah. in the woods. Yeah, maybe no. Absolutely not. But he got the lettering on the van. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that spells legit, right? Yeah, it's professional. I. <laughs> <laughs> he was just talking about beer and weed. <laughs> I, <laughs> I can't remember. I'm sure I saw it in that Good Bad Flicks video because it really did encompass the majority of what I ended up reading about mm-hmm. the movie. But... Now that we've met our main group, they were all supposed to represent a portion of the population that saw the Blair Witch Project. Mm-hmm. So Jeff is the group that capitalized off of, you know, the merch and right, making right. sticks and shit. Okay. You know what I mean? 
Steven represents the people who thought it was all bullshit. Mm -hmm. Tristan represents the people who were like, no, there really was a witch or whatever. Kim is, I guess, the goth people or the dark people that just like the movie. And Erica represents the actual witches who, you know, honestly were hurt by people being like, oh, witches, you know, kill children (laughs) or whatever the fuck. So I thought that was really interesting because they um, they almost seem tropey. Right. But if you look at it through that lens, it's like, oh, he really, you know, covered everybody. Right, like right. you should be able to relate if you watch the first one, which if you didn't, why are you watching the second one? But <laughs> if you did, you should be able to relate to somebody. To even one if, of them. If, if it's all bullshit. Right. You got Steven. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think personally that it's brilliant. Yeah. Definitely. I didn't even think about that. I didn't either until I was like, oh my, they are like, they literally yeah. are. Berlinger talked about it on the commentary. He said the way that he came up with these archetypes was that he went to Burkittsville alone. He's put on his documentarian hat because he interviewed townsfolk Mm -hmm. and each from one of these groups. And then it gave him the idea for these archetypes. That's so fucking cool. So it's like, I mean, and I feel like it's encompassing. Like I feel like you have somebody that you relate to their belief. Mm -hmm. You know, I like. I thought the movie was cool. Yeah. Same. <laughs> no, I'm Kim for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> they stop at the Black Hills gas station because Jeff refuses to shop or even piss in Burkittsville. Yeah, I don't know. I wanted more elaboration, yeah. but we all have our character quirks. I <laughs> but I did I, again. I, I'm I'm a massive, I guess, fanboy because just seeing Black Hills gas. Oh no! Yeah. I was like, hell yeah! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But inside the station, everyone stares at them, like literally pointing at them. Yeah. There was one lady. Was her basket full of ramen? What was that? I don't know. That was, I believe, I believe it was deviled ham. (laughs) (laughs) Much better. Yeah. And it was, I mean, hundreds of. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be a long winter. (laughs) I don't know, man. Got to stock up. Yeah. Or maybe she worked there and she was stocking. I don't think so. All right. (laughs) (laughs) But Kim and Jeff literally step over a repairman for one of the coolers who is just staring at them instead of working. Now, I'm sure the repairman doesn't mean anything, but I just do want to say he was played by Rainer Sheen. Mm-hmm. Um, it it won't come up again. He doesn't mean anything. Yeah, uh, it is interesting. Yeah, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> but they load up on beer and Jeff tells Kim that the first stop is the ruins of Rustin Parr's home. The timing of that sentence, right? When we... huh? No big deal. Yeah, no, it doesn't mean anything. Nah. Uh, So anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Just get past it. Get past it. (laughs) As we see the van drive down the road, Erica confirms that Rustin Parr was the man who heard voices and killed seven children, which I'm like, we watched the first one, Erica. (laughs) Kim says that she hears voices all the time. And suddenly we see a man's head being hit over and over and over again. All these violent inserts are killing me, man. Yeah. In relation to the flow of the film Mm -hmm. a and b i can't get into it until later but it really pulls the rug out from under a big reveal later on for Mm -hmm. me and do you want me to tell you how i know that they were super last minute from the studio Hmm. berlinger said that five weeks before the film premiered (sighs) in 3600 theaters they filmed these scenes in his backyard well, you know, as they went all out. So, <laughs> clearly. Artisans they like we're look, not paying for it. <laughs> they look different. They do. Yeah. Like everything about I don't know. You see I, a grill? No. Yeah, <laughs> I just don't understand why they did that. Like you didn't need to put those there. Not at all cuz they wanted Okay, this is how I kind of digested it, mm-hmm. I guess. 
Berlinger wanted to make a Blair Witch Project sequel. Right. The studio wanted a horror movie sequel, which means more blood, uh-huh. more violence, more kills, uh-huh. more fucking craziness. Right, you know, right, you right. watch Scream 2, you yeah. know, yeah. you always turn the volume up on the sequels. Thanks, Randy. Thank you, Randy. <laughs> That's not what the Blair Witch was. Right. And so I think all these, I mean, fuck, look at all the franchises we've talked about. Right. They right. always try to turn it up for the sequel. And I think that. <laughs> Just last week. Well, I mean, fuck, we did, <laughs> yeah. we did last week. I think that that works for a lot of franchises. It doesn't work for the Blair Witch Project. Yeah, it doesn't. But this isn't that type of movie. Exactly. Exactly. It doesn't need that. So I think they're like, oh, but Halloween, but Friday the 13th, but this, but, you, but that. But that's not what the, bl- yeah, that's not that's even not, close to what the Blair Witch yeah. Project is. But whatever. You know better, right? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I'm he, not salty at all. He said on the commentary, he's like, well, I was just the director. No big deal. Oh, I was like, God oh, damn. Yeah. You wanted me. Yeah. You asked me. I didn't. Well, <laughs> I would be so fucking mad. It's tough. Anyway. In the woods, Jeff unpacks a huge amount of camping gear from his van and tells them he has filming equipment to catch anything, you know, supernatural out there. Kim tells him he's running Bullshit Central. And when he asks why she's even here, if she doesn't believe, that's what she says. <laughs> I thought the movie was cool. Same. Best, yeah. yeah. They walk along the trail with Kim and Tristan trailing behind everybody else. Kim asks Tristan how far along she is until Tristan finally admits that she's six weeks pregnant. Well, she says, how far along are you? And she goes, what do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what could, what could she mean? But like, don't ask people that. Like, well, but that she's, could re- I know a, she's psychic. That's the yeah. only out she has really is that she's fucking psychic. Blow up say, in that's your a face, cool dude. party yeah. trick. What are you talking right. about? <laughs> <laughs> but Kim's like, you don't want to keep it, do you? And Tristan admits that she doesn't. Kim asks if it's Steven that wants the baby. And Tristan confirms this and is like, how do you know that? Kim's like, I don't know. She asks what Tristan's going to do, and Tristan doesn't know either. So they just keep walking. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't tell any of that to a stranger. No. You mean Tristan? Yeah. I probably would if they were like, it's this. You would? I wouldn't lie. I'd be like, how the fuck do you know that? I'd be scared. Nah. Bitch, I'm not. Like, yeah. what are you, what are you, <laughs> we're you taking, fighter or no. what? No, son. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you tell anyone about yeah. this. What's a pregnancy? Yeah. Get the fuck away from and me. And then you run away. <laughs> you Julie James that shit. <laughs> But we cut to Jeff recording them at the ruins of Rustin Parr's home, which is just a small stone wall in the shape of the house now. Mm -hmm. This is where Heather's footage was supposed to have been found. Very cool. Interesting. One thing I did want to point out is that the entire foundation is made out of styrofoam. Holy Uh, shit. You can't even tell. Not at all. They did a really good job. Yeah. Yeah. But Tristan marvels at the markings on that wall, on the styrofoam wall, (laughs) saying they're a little scary. And Erica tells her they're positive symbols of an ancient witch's alphabet. And only someone who doesn't understand witchcraft would be afraid of them, which I thought was pretty condescending. (laughs) Well, personally, (laughs) condescending as it is, I'm on Erica's side. You're writing a fucking book about this shit, but you don't know rudimentary witchcraft. I mean, I guess that's true. But just the way she says it. Well, I was I was team Erica. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to get your facts straight. But again, only people who don't understand witchcraft would be afraid and fear is the forerunner of failure. And I, I just really like that line. That's a good line. But Tristan turns and asks what the story is with the tree. Jeff turns around and is surprised by a giant tree growing out of what would be the middle of the house. Jeff says it wasn't there before now. And everyone's like, sure, pal. <laughs> and t- <laughs> telling him he can leave this part out of the next tour. But Kim's not laughing. 
Jeff says that he's not making this up. The house was built in the 1800s and this tree would have been right in the middle of the living room. I don't understand why they consider him a liar. Yeah. Well, because well, if, you know, word of mouth, that shit was scary. There was a tree. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, but that's not what I'm telling my friends. Like, if, if I'm doing a prank, there's going to be a witch tonight. Like, we're yeah. going to see, you know? <laughs> I'm not going to put a tree in right. the middle of the foundation. Fuck tree. Yeah, fuck a tree. No, but I can get why they would think he's lying to get, you know, I we actually saw something. Yeah, kind of hype him you up. Know what I, yeah, yeah, this is his first tour, man. What, this is the primer? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Who put that tree? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do everything and see what sticks, okay? Mm, well, the tree's out. <laughs> yeah, they didn't they didn't like the tree. But Erica tells Jeff to just give it up because no one's scared and then she leaves with Tristan and Steven. Kim and Jeff look at each other and then look up at the tree and we get a quick cut of people running through the woods and being tied up and stabbed. Wow. These are killing my vibe, man. <laughs> These are really killing my vibe. So no spoilers for the end, but I feel like this is too early to be doing this. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like yeah. They are just kind of thrown in there earlier, but like th this is, we don't, it's too early for this. Yeah. I think all it does is hurt the tone that they're trying yeah. to create. Yeah. yeah. Like how the fuck, like this is very lighthearted, them touring together and then I see someone getting stabbed yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, what, what the fuck? Like, like, what happened? The, <laughs> the thing with the tree is a little nugget of, huh that's weird yeah which is really all we need right now yeah so you're taking me from huh that's weird to yeah someone being fucking psycho type yeah. stabbed you know what i mean <laughs> no no you're fucking up the flow yeah like, this yeah. is not i just i can't but we cut to erica chanting over the ground and tristan interrupts her which i thought was really rude but <laughs> she asks if she's casting an evil spell which is even ruder again and fucking she's the one that believes this stuff right yeah she's the yeah so yeah. what what is this uh rude <laughs> <laughs> but erica tells her that she's reversing the evil the first law of wicca is to harm none whatever you do comes back to you times three shout out to the craft there you go she admits that she's trying to commune with Ellie Kedward. She says Ellie was a good witch and she's going to be her mentor. She hasn't communicated with her yet, but she will. That's the whole reason that she came. So do we know that she was a good witch? Is that is that accurate? Well, in all fairness, I think that a lot of people who were accused either were not anything. Uh -huh. Yeah. Or, you know, at the very least, decent. So I think it stands to reason. Although she seems to be fucking people shit up yeah. now. <laughs> well, now, damn. I'd be pretty pissed off, yes. too. Yes. Y'all were just scared of a woman with some power. Yeah. That's all that was. Fuck him up. Like, why is her laundry so white? Fucking yeah. throw her in the... <laughs> it's like, God She's damn. She's a witch. Yeah. yeah. But Tristan asks if Erica has ever seen Ellie Kedward's picture and Erica thinks there aren't any, but Tristan goes into her bag saying that she and Steven were able to find one. She shows her a drawing saying it was taken just before Ellie was banished from Blair. And <laughs> this pisses Erica off. Ellie wasn't banished. She was dragged into the woods in the middle of the winter, tied to a tree and left to die. Tristan's like, well, I thought witches could summon powerful energy. Bitch, you dude. are on thin ice. You, you need to you need to stop. What are you doing, dude? I'm just trying to figure it out, man. And also drew it before she was banished, where they like, just in case she tries to come back, uh, we gotta put this in the shop yeah. to say don't let her in. Like, what the fuck? Don't take checks from this witch. But Ellie Kedward's Eric check from bouncing all over the, all over Blair. <laughs> But Erica says it's true that they can summon powerful energy, but they still have to eat shit and die like everyone else. 
That's why commas are important because eat shit. Oh my god, have y'all? Uh, this is topical, but the Dylan Redwine case. Mm-mm. DM me if you know about that. <laughs> that shit. No pun intended. That but shit. Anyway. I do want to point out that they, again, are putting a lot of emphasis on the mythology. Yeah. Yes. Because they're talking about Ellie Kedward, uh-huh. her being put in the woods. This is all stuff that is so important and cool to the backstory. Right. Very much so. And we're getting more like more information here, yeah. I think. Yeah. It's like expanding on it. But back at the Par Ruins, Tristan takes pictures of the symbols and Jeff sets up his cameras. He says he's hoping for an Ellie Kedward sighting and lists off all the ways he has of capturing it, including handheld cameras for everyone and a time-lapse camera. I'm sure that won't come into play. (laughs) 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 But Tristan and Steven go through their paperwork in the tent. Jeff sets up his equipment. Kim drinks and smokes. And Erica continues her spell work as we hear her chant. Evil intent in the ground, may your release soon be found, and peace release the energy that be from my magic. So I do want to point out again, Tristan asking Jeff what the cameras are for, he already explained it to Kim. (laughs) (laughs) What's all that stuff you're grabbing? (laughs) (laughs) He has to have his tools. Yes. Like, were you sleeping, Tristan? Like, what the fuck? Girl, you're my least favorite. Yeah. (laughs) You need to pay attention and stop being so fucking rude. But we get a shot of the moon and the campfire as we hear Stephen telling a joke about Heather Donahue, which actually made me laugh. That was a great joke. (laughs) And we got that shot over the moon. Yes. I thought of of you because you literally just said that. It's fantastic. No werewolves in this film. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. But Erica wonders why Heather... (laughs) The Blair Wolf. (laughs) The Blair Wolf Project. Erica wonders why Heather, Josh, and Mike never showed each other the flesh. (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. They muse about the Bermuda Triangle, all while everyone but Tristan gets very, very drunk and high. I just want to say, you know, uh, a group of friends sitting around, uh, picking apart a movie, making jokes. That's boring, Mm. right? I know. Who would listen to that? (laughs) (laughs) But Erica admits that the Blair Witch Project set witches back 300 years. I think she says something about back to the burning time, <laughs> which if you're a Wiccan or whatever, I most witches weren't even burned. You're just, tr- I don't know. Well, I mean, she's like, listen, it was bad. It was bad for all involved. Tough time to be a witch. But Kim says that people fear what they don't understand because Erica is a witch. People think she worships the devil because Kim dresses in black. People think she's a murderer. Erica tells the camera that she doesn't even believe in the devil. She only believes in nature. Steven drunkenly tells Tristan that the entire thing is a myth to him without a shred of history. Tristan, who I noticed at this point is drinking beer now, Mm -hmm. tells him that he doesn't understand all these myths come from something factual that actually happened. And I felt this because it seems like an argument that me and John Paul would have. (laughs) (laughs) But Jeff tells Erica that he wants to make a documentary about her, Wiccan, A Way of Life. Then we see him filming Kim telling her he wants to make a documentary about her goth, a way of life. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, at least get a new line, yeah. man. He's like, I'm just, I want to get something made. Yeah. <laughs> All right. He wants to get something made. Well, hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> But Stephen explains to Tristan that everyone here is obsessed with the Blair Witch and they all want to see something. Hysteria breeds in this environment. 
Tristan tells him that perception is reality. And if people believe in something enough, that makes it real. This is Tulpa territory. And as we all know, that's I'm fucking fascinated by it. But they insult each other's ideology and then start to kiss. (laughs) (laughs) Along with that perception is reality thing, which is a very important theme in this film. Yes. Jeff also says video never lies. Film does, though. Again, another very important theme. No, it doesn't mean anything. (laughs) (laughs) Was that you thinking about it? It's a a really good line, too. And I feel like it's almost a throwaway line. But if you actually listen to it, you're like, hold on. Yeah. And I'm sure people could hear it and be like, well, video's film. What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whatever, Jeff. Yeah. You got to listen to the words, man. (laughs) Listen to the words that aren't being said. It's like jazz. (laughs) (laughs) But suddenly they hear someone scream. They turn off their music. And after a brief moment of tension, it turns out to be another tour group, the Blair Witch Walk. The leaders of the walk get into it with Jeff and Erica while the tourists look confused at the conflict. The other tour says that only one of them is staying here tonight and it's going to be them. Well, one of the people rocks up on their spot and he says, it answered every one of your wet dreams. I was like, what the f- <laughs> what? What, ta- what, is what this? are you ta- <laughs> like? It literally made nobody even said anything to you, dude. Like, I was so confused by that line. I thought they were going to start fighting like an anchorman. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. Kim killed someone with a trident. <laughs> but Erica tells him that. The other the other tour leader mm-hmm. that it's going to come back to him threefold. And when the tour guide is confused, Jeff is like, your balls are going to fall off in three days. <laughs> I don't think that's Which is not, not what it yeah. means at all. But that's hilarious. <laughs> Steven tells the group to just give them until dawn. Great game. And then they're gone. <laughs> They're cold and tired and honestly pretty shook up by something they saw at Coffin Rock, which is genius. Oh, yeah. yeah. Everyone. And they all get on the same yes, page. Yeah. Everyone takes his lead and acts afraid, causing the tourists to immediately want to go to Coffin Rock. A German tourist speaks up that she didn't come all the way from Berlin to look at trees. She paid good money to see something. They quickly leave in search of Coffin Rock and Jeff is even able to slip one of his cards to one of the tourists. (laughs) So this whole scene is very funny to me. Yeah. Yeah. Berlinger said this is what the whole tone of the first half was supposed to be. Okay. But then we get intercut with all these like murders and stabbings. Yeah. Yeah. Once they leave, the group starts to laugh, but Jeff isn't convinced that they're not going to come back. Steven tells him it doesn't matter. They'll keep an eye out since they're going to be up all night partying. But, like, don't y'all have more shit to see tomorrow? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sorry, but shouldn't Steven and Tristan be working? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's what they came for. Yeah. That's they're, what they said. Their yeah. publisher is like, what the fuck are you guys doing out there? <laughs> but Kim tells them the other group won't be back. And they ask how she knows this. And she's like, I just do. Erica turns the music back on. It was Old Enough by Nickelback. And... I mean, that was a choice. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I grimaced, but they saved it with the next song they play. I used to, they do, but I used to like that song, Old Enough. It was, it's not bad uh, for Nickelback. Mm, but anyway. Uh, yeah. Um, not bad no, for Nickelback. <laughs> she turns the music. I had, I had the same reaction. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. See, turn- my, my thing, I just got to say real quick, it's become very fashionable to hate Nickelback, but it's because they're terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't act like we all didn't like how you remind me. We all Everybody did. fucking liked that That was song. before we were too young to know. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know any we better. We did not know. But Erica turns the Nickelback back on. 
and everything's pizza. Tristan, <laughs> Tristan asks Erica how her parents feel about her being a witch. And Erica admits that her father is a minister. So it kind of didn't go over very well. Steven asks her how many beers she's had. And Tristan basically tells him to drop it. Feel Good Head of the Summer by Queens of the Stone Age starts and we see disjointed shots of them drinking, smoking, laughing and dancing around the fire. Kim finally goes off to drink by herself and rest on the wall of the ruins. She looks up and we see flashes of the fire and someone being stabbed and (laughs) Kim and an owl in a tree above her just look at each other. And when she closes her eyes and looks again, the owl is gone. I have two things here. Maybe three. (laughs) (laughs) Number one, just offhand, I felt like the Queens of the Stone Age was an apology to me for them having played (laughs) Nickelback, so I appreciated that. Number two, that's the most goddamn judgmental owl I've ever seen in my life. I was like, aren't y'all supposed to be working? Like, goddamn, he's the publisher. (laughs) If there's there's Penguin publishing, maybe there's an owl one. But this is what you're doing with the advance? (laughs) Goddamn, wow. Owls, as we talked about on Final Destination, Mm -hmm. they're an omen for death. Mm -hmm. So I feel like that might have been the other thing that they were doing, aside from him being their publisher. (laughs) (laughs) But the next morning, Tristan walks down to the lake holding a towel. She emotionlessly walks into the water and holds the towel under it. It opens up in the water and blood starts pouring out. Finally, we see the tiny foot of a baby and hear faint crying. The crying gets louder, and then Tristan opens her eyes, laying in her sleeping bag next to Steven. Psych fuckers, it was a dream. That didn't really happen. Uh, I love the score. Uh-huh. Yes. In this section. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. I did hear in the commentary that it took like a dozen or more people to get the towel to unfurl properly. Yeah. Well, it just opens up like yeah. nothing. Yeah. Berlinger is like, what are we? He said there's like 50 people in the water. He's like, what the fuck are we oh doing? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it worked. It did. It looked very, it's what a frightening, like it's just. Yes, yeah. no, very scary and like disturbing. Yeah. But properly in the morning, I was just playing before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kim and Jeff wake up at the camp. The entire area is covered in shredded papers that are still falling around them like confetti. Jeff sees that his cameras are broken and asks, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Steven picks up some of the papers and realizes that it's his work, all of his research. <laughs> Tristan corrects him as she tries picking up the pieces. She's like, our work. Yeah. And again, it just seems in this moment, it seems like a moment for you to be like, man, Steven's kind of a dick. Yeah. yeah. But later there's a line that's so important that has to do with that. And I'll bring it up then. All right. But Jeff sees that all the cameras he set up are gone. Tristan wonders how they're going to meet their deadline now. She's like, that owl's going to be pissed. (laughs) (laughs) But she says it's fine because Steven backed up the work on his computer. But Steven says he didn't. The computer only has some notes on it. A lot of these papers that are now ruined were original copies of historical documents, which you done goofed. Don't do that. Jeff asks how this could have happened when they were all supposed to be awake. And Kim asks where Erica is. And she steps out from behind a tree. It's like, bitch, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah. Steven says they all fell asleep. But Jeff says it's more like they all just blacked out. Now, you guys were up for how long? Drinking and smoking. (laughs) And what did you think was going to happen? Cocaine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Was it cr- what the no, they were tearing it up. You yeah. blocked out. Come on, they're dude. like it's so weird. Yeah. yeah, we were playing chess and then we're who, here. Yeah. Who knew this would happen? Yeah, <laughs> so weird. 
But Kim says the last thing she remembers is the other tour group. And Jeff is sure that it was them that did this. But Kim points out that the camera equipment looks like it's been like bitten apart. Mm -hmm. Now that would, I would worry. (laughs) (laughs) That's a bit much. Now this is getting scary. Yeah. Kim says that the tapes are still here, though, because she can see them (laughs) in her mind. Unless they're beak marks, in which case. (laughs) (laughs) We know who to go to. Yes. But you said she could see the tapes in her mind, you say. She could see the tapes in her mind and no one's trying to hear it. Annoyed, she walks away and points to where they are, buried under rocks. Tristan points out that this is ridiculous. That's the same place they supposedly found the tapes from the Blair Witch Project. Mm. Reluctantly, Jeff removes the rocks, but there's nothing in there. Kim tells him to reach inside the hole he just uncovered. And as soon as he does, Tristan starts to feel sick and says that they should leave. Jeff pulls out the tapes and demands to know how Kim knew they were there, even accusing her of putting them there. So he like poo poos her supernatural uh-huh. ability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meanwhile, it's been fucking raining documents. It's like a fucking snowfall. Yeah. For about four minutes now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's fine. How? Yeah. Nobody's concerned. <laughs> it's not even windy out here. <laughs> <laughs> but Kim starts to cry, saying she doesn't know how she knew. Erica yells at Jeff. How are his tapes still here when the cameras are gone and everything else at the camp is trashed? Tristan sinks down to the ground and tells Stephen that she wants to leave. She puts her hand over her mouth, but when she moves it, she leaves blood on her face. Kim and Stephen panic as Tristan looks down to see her pants red with blood. Back in the interrogation room, they tell Jeff again that the blood was found in his van, but Jeff explains that Tristan had a miscarriage and that Cravens knows that. We see them in the van racing to the hospital as Stephen cradles Tristan, who is in shock in the back of the van. I do want to say in the original cut, these interrogation scenes were the last eight minutes of the film. Good. Because, because these interspersed, again, the pacing is hurt. No, because we're, we're jumping around. Artists and entertainment thinks they know how to cut shit. I, they need to cut the shit out. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. Yeah, I, I, I was confused. I was like, what the fuck is happening? We're back here? Yeah. yeah. I was like, more? <laughs> what? Uh, and then it kind of ruins the even the the tone of what's happening with Tristan. Yeah, it does. Like, yeah. why do I give a fuck what Cravens thinks right now? Yeah, yeah. And so you you went into the forest, partied hard, uh huh, and found your way out and back to to town to the hospital. Well, what, what? <laughs> <laughs> they had the map. The map yeah. didn't get the kicked ma- in the <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how the hell did you get in and out? And <laughs> like well, a demon's whisper. Like- <laughs> And you were all fucked up. Well, (laughs) got nothing. The power of the map. Yeah, Heather was right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mike fucked him. Mm -hmm. But we see them all following Tristan on a gurney in a hospital, and there's blood in the crotch of her pants, which Mm -hmm. is just a really horrific and sad visual. Yeah. And I think I'm I'm just gonna credit everything I'm saying trivia wise to that video because I'm sure it came (laughs) from there. Um. They told Berlinger that they wanted to cut that because it was too violent and disturbing. What? But they added the actual like murder? flashes yeah. of murder, <laughs> but something that is actually upsetting right. for us to see, which yeah. it, it should be upsetting. We should be uncomfortable. Right, right. You want to censor that. He said as well that because and I got my stuff from the commentary, so most of my <laughs> shit's going to that. But he said that the idea behind it was the visual of it is also supposed to be reminiscent of minstrel blood, which 
I guess he has a vegan, not vegan. What the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> what he are has, you talking about? I don't know. He has a Wiccan friend of his that oh. he <laughs> consulted with for a lot of the stuff we hear and see. And oh, that's cool. Apparently, mm-hmm. menstrual blood is very, very, very important and useful in witchcraft. And so it was supposed to be a kind of a tie to that. All right. But the studio's like losing their shit over it. What? Fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing else to say. Are they on your shit list? They are. They're making it. They're right under Roger Ebert. <laughs> <laughs> Speak ill I of the said, dead. I said I wasn't going to do it today. And it's still today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I feel, I, I, I don't know why I'm defending him. I disagree with like 99% of his shit. <laughs> But the doctor yells that Tristan is hypothermic as if she was sitting in ice water, which what? Mm -hmm. In the hospital waiting room, Sheriff Cravens blames (laughs) Jeff. He tells him that since he's the one that took them out there, this is his responsibility. What? That's a leap, (laughs) dude. He tells... I mean, if he's the tour guide, I guess. I mean, but... he has nothing to do with her well, pregnancy. No, I, oh, uh, yeah. you're, you're like, this is a reach. You just really oh, don't yeah. like this guy. <laughs> now, now, if they were out in the woods and he's like, okay, now there's no water on this tour and right. someone or has a heat if, stroke, yeah. that's his okay, fault. Yeah, if he was yeah, having yeah, her see, climb yeah. shit or something, yeah. maybe, but like... Uh, nothing makes any sure, sense. Sure needs to calm down. Yeah. But... He tells Jeff that he's been a nuisance to the town since he was 10 years old and he needs to learn to stay out of trouble because he doesn't want to end up back in the loony bin. Rude. Um, Very rude and yeah. unnecessary. unnecessary. And it, it doesn't even apply here, no. but whatever. Jeff just gets up and walks out, which is what I would have done. <laughs> in the hallway, Erica does a tarot reading and looks shocked by what she interprets. Jeff finds Kim. <laughs> but she keeps it to herself. Yeah, yeah. she doesn't tell anybody. <laughs> doesn't tell anybody at least kim is like kind of telling people her shit but jeff finds kim who confirms that sadly tristan lost the baby in the room a nurse who is dressed in a very old-timey uniform Mm -hmm. i was gonna ask about that she's like look we're all shaken up there was attack on pearl (laughs) 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 on the coast of hawaii this morning (laughs) (laughs) it's really weird we had mentioned earlier about god damn it dick bb (laughs) (laughs) writing the 1999 house on haunted hill Mm -hmm. and i'm like are these leftover costumes from i don't know (laughs) and there is a moment that comes up that feels very it it does house on haunted hill fit for that Uh uh-huh here not so much but she tells tristan that she has to stay here until her temperature stabilizes she's lost more blood than usual and this bitch has the audacity to say it's for the best because this was her body telling her that something was wrong. Get out. I mean, we know that Tristan didn't necessarily want this pregnancy. Right. Nonetheless, this is a traumatic fucking experience yeah. and you don't know her business. Did How get, dare you? She got an F in bedside manner. Yeah, <laughs> apparently like this is awful to me, but Tristan confirms this. Something was wrong. The nurse opens the curtain next to the bed and tr- <laughs> Sorry. Tristan sees a dead and wet girl standing there. The girl proceeds to moonwalk and (laughs) Tristan sees more flashes of violence. Well, I want to say, I don't know that she was a girl. I think she was more like a beauty queen from a movie scene. (laughs) But (laughs) come on. Come back. Um, (laughs) Come back. I I think this is Eileen Treacle. Yes, I agree. But the fuck i don't know and dude. tristan tristan's just like 
huh yeah uh, and i'm sorry but they said that in his original vision right this girl was not supposed to fucking vaporize was she supposed to moonwalk though that was part of it but <laughs> <laughs> the whole disappearing thing is like something out of goosebumps <laughs> and he, his intention was to make you question sanity so they were just going to do quick cuts, but instead she's just like, ooh, yeah. and then disappears. I didn't like and it. And then the, the, no. tile, the tile lit up for each step she yeah. took. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't like that. That's so fucking stupid. But she sees more flashes of the superfluous violence, bleeding, strangling, a bottle crashing over somebody's head. Steven comes in and she tells him that she's not staying here. Now, I have to ask you guys, hmm. at this point, are we supposed to know who these victims are? Because it's very clear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are. I, again, in the original script, nothing was even supposed to come up about this until way later. Mm-hmm. But right now, we all know exactly what's going on. Yeah. Okay. I, I just wanted to confirm because I was like, I know that dude. I yeah. know her. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But like... The next thing we see is the van going down the road and we hear Steven say that there are five hours completely unaccounted for and he needs to see what happened, you know, last mm-hmm. night. Did he just fucking break Tristan out? Dude, that's a good question. Because <laughs> they told her she had to stay and she's like, nah, son, and then they're gone. Yeah, well, I mean, in all fairness, I mean, a hospital is not a prison. Are you allowed to just leave? Yeah. What the fuck are they going to yeah. do? I don't tackle you. <laughs> they don't have tasers. I think you can. I think you have to stay if it's, they what? don't. Yes, nay. Every nurse is equipped with a taser. <laughs> Watch that be true, and I look like a fucking idiot <laughs> in your face. Yeah. But Jeff tells him that he's got good editing equipment at his house. As they pull up to a building, Kim asks if they're still in the Black Hills, and Jeff says that they are. After Kim is confused by the building they just pulled up to, Jeff says it's his house. It used to be a factory after the Civil War. I don't know why we get a a history lesson, but after he heard that they were going to tear the building down, he was able to buy it from them for a dollar. I was like, is he Bart Simpson? (laughs) 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 They have to cross a bridge to get to the front door, and Jeff apologizes. It's the only way in or out of the building, but it's safe. I just have to say right now, I don't care where this little thing bridge leads. If this was the only way in or out to there, I don't need to be there. No, this place isn't for me. No, but he says it's safe. And then when Tristan leans on the railing for support, he's like, oh, don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) She just said it was safe. We cut back to the interrogation room where (laughs) Sheriff Cravens tells Jeff that he's willing to bet his entire pension that the blood in the back of Jeff's van is going to come back a match to those tourists which cats out of the bag now again yeah. that's the thing that bothers me is like yeah. i don't even want to know the tourists are dead yet yeah no we shouldn't no we shouldn't like why would we because now the mission right now is figuring out what the fuck is on those tapes now it's like man i wonder when they're gonna figure out the tourists or yes. yeah. you know mm-hmm. yeah like what the fuck but jeff just replies that the sheriff has been trying to pin something on him since he was a kid back at jeff's house he opens the door and they're immediately greeted with the sound of dogs barking He frantically tells them all to get inside now. They run inside only for him to shut the door and open it again. The sounds of the dogs only coming on when the doors open. (laughs) He calls this trick Burkett County's cheapest burglar alarm. He is so stoked by this. (laughs) He's really proud of himself. It's some infectious enthusiasm. (laughs) (laughs) 
But he then shows them the security camera facing the door and tells them he's got them set up all over his property, which is convenient. <laughs> he's a little paranoid because he's got valuable stuff here. To illustrate this, they walk past rows and rows of boxed up electronics. Jeff doesn't really have an answer for where they came from, but he passes the savings on to whoever is willing to bid on them on eBay. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> he picks up another camera he has just sitting on the shelf and films as he shows them the epicenter of his Blair Witch website. We can see the dozens of stickmen that he's made. All of the sticks were properly collected in the Black Hills. He sells those T-shirts, hats, one of which he gives to Tristan. <laughs> yeah. Very kind of him. Yes. And dirt from Rustin Parr's house. I will say I was torn because while capitalism is poison, yeah. I want all this shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and give me a T-shirt. Yes. Yeah. But Erica's disgusted. He's tarnishing her religion with capitalism. She shames him into lowering his camera. But Kim's like, I think this is cool, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he gives a very sincere thanks. Yes, yeah. well, I, he felt like an asshole. Mm. But Stephen says he needs to get Tristan to bed. And Jeff offers them his own bedroom. It has the biggest bed in his own bathroom. This is supposed to be our villain. That's yeah. what I'm saying, man. He's like the most, it's the hospitality. Yeah. He's yeah. from the South. Yeah. <laughs> we need a bed. You got a bus. <laughs> but they leave and Jeff shows Erica and Kim where the rest of the bedrooms are. Before she leaves, Erica tells him to take her off his mailing list. And Kim tells Jeff that they never should have let him out because he's a long way from sane. But she says it pl like playful. Uh -huh. Yeah, she so does. So I was like, so does she like him now? And Erica doesn't. Do we? I, I'm like, I don't understand what's this, happening here. The now. real story of this is a love triangle between Jeff, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's beautiful. Will right. they or won't they? God damn it. I laughed very hard because, uh, well, I actually, <laughs> I laughed in anger because. <laughs> <laughs> what are you worried about? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was more just flabbergasted, I guess you could say. <laughs> Sometimes words don't go well. But what I'm trying to say is she says you're a long way from sane. And then the movie's like, and here's him insane. Yes. Yeah. We get a flash of him lying on the gurney with the foam coming out of his mouth in the mental health facility. And he just looks after her like, how'd you know that? Yeah. yeah I was like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Girl brain. Yeah. In the bedroom, Tristan and Steven lie in bed and she confesses that she saw something in the hospital. It was a drowned little girl that looked just like a picture Steven had showed her in something called the Blair Witch Black Bible. Should have been called the Blair Witch Book of Shadows, but yeah, I know. it yeah. wasn't. Dude, are you fucking kidding yeah. me? It wasn't. You really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you named it something Dude, else. I'm like so pissed off right now. That's all you That's had to do. dumb. <laughs> Man. T really looks like he's about to just leave. <laughs> well, I didn't think about that I, either. I didn't even think of that. All literally, all I thought in that moment, I was like, "Ooh, that name sounds really cool." And then I'm like, "Wait a minute, this movie's named after a fucking yeah. book that doesn't, <laughs> doesn't exist." <laughs> oh. But she says it was Eileen Treacle. Stephen tells her they can talk about it after she's rested because she's in shock. But Tristan wants to talk about it now. They don't. We cut to the editing loft yeah. where Jeff, Kim, and Erica sit. It's upstairs and they're watching the tapes from the night before. Erica's bored, but Kim tells her to get over it because they've only watched half of one tape so far. And Jeff's like, when you're a spy, surveillance is very... <laughs> 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 All right, I lied. There was... <laughs> I told you. I couldn't help myself. Jeff points out that there are still four different angles and all their handheld camera tapes to watch. This is going to take hours. But back in the bedroom, Tristan confesses that the night before when they were camping, she dreamed that she hurt the baby. 
Steven says it must be because they've been fighting about the baby so much. But Tristan tells him that she knows he really wanted to keep the baby and she's sorry for not wanting it and sorry for losing it. And I wish we could have seen Steven be like, he's just kind of there. Yeah. Yeah. Again, more and more, I'm like, this dude kind of sucks a little bit. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. But scumbag. Scumbag piece of shit. But back in the editing loft, as they watch the tapes, it occurs to Erica that the huge tree that was in the middle of the Rust and Par Foundation is gone. The Rust and Par Foundation sounds like a charity. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's so funny. I, I don't know that I that donate. Is, <laughs> definitely not. No. The uh, founder is... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> He's a little sketch. Mm-hmm. But there's n- the tree's not there anymore. There's nothing there but a thin twig. Jeff says he knew there was something up with that tree and tells Kim to hand him another tape. I feel like his reaction should have been so much more. Oh, yeah. He's just like, well, I yeah. knew it, man. Yeah, it's like, um, I'm sorry, that giant tree. <laughs> yeah, I would have been jumping up. Yeah. And yeah. I told you, motherfucker. Yeah, and he did. And yeah. they didn't believe him. But this feeds into his line about tape. Yeah. About tape. About, yeah. <laughs> about the tape. About tape. <laughs> I forgot article adjectives for a second. <laughs> But when Kim leans over to grab another tape, he notices and points out an angry red rash on her shoulder. Kim says she thinks it's just chafing from carrying the backpack and it doesn't hurt. It just itches a little. And Steven comes in to join them at this point. Kim sees a flash on the screen. And when Jeff rewinds it, we see five dead bodies all arranged with their heads together. Their bodies are in the shape of a star or maybe even a pentagram. Oh, shit. Mm hmm. So again, this is a direct reference. Absolutely. Yeah. Curse of the Blair Witch. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you right now, whatever I we we're all on the same side that Blair Witch is just a great, amazing horror film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would probably rank it as one of my favorite of all time. Mm-hmm. But whatever you think of it, the work that went into creating this incredibly interesting and oddly believable backstory. Yeah. Right. It has to be commended. Like I can't I I can't. I'm speechless. <laughs> I no. can't. I cannot. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> no, but it's amazing. And the fact that they're doing it so much justice here. Right. That's yeah. worth that's worth something. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But Steven says coffin rock. When Jeff is incredulous, Steven elaborates that it reminds him of it because the men that were killed there were gutted and then arranged in the shape of a pentagram. We see bodies being tied up and stabbed as Steven explains this because, you know, we needed more of that. Mm -hmm. I feel like maybe don't intersperse this shit. (laughs) Yeah. Like as he's talking. Yeah. Like about (laughs) it. Like, come on, man. And if they're all there, shouldn't they already know that? Yes. Why is he the only why is he explaining Coffin Rock to them? You're right. That is a great point. You loved the movie. Yeah. Why don't you know this? Just like when they were in the car and Eric is like, Rustin Parr now. He's the child murderer. Yeah. Right? It's like, yeah, Erica, yes, we yeah. know. We know. <laughs> That's for people who didn't watch Yeah. You know. Watch the first one always. Yes. But Erica is annoyed that witches are being blamed for all of this. Jeff gets to work trying to get the image back on the screen. Tristan calls for Steven. And as he gets up, Erica asks if Tristan's going to be okay. Steven's like, I don't know. And leaves. Thanks. <laughs> he's, a, he's a lot of, he's a big help. <laughs> Steven goes back into the bedroom to find Tristan fast asleep, which is creepy because yeah. we just heard her call him. Yeah. But he covers her with a blanket and suddenly hears sobbing. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're good. He, 
he unlocks the multiple locks on Jeff's front door and opens it to find that the little girl that Tristan saw <laughs> at the hospital is standing on the bridge. She's moonwalking again, and we hear her voice say that they brought it back with them. I thought she said he was the one. (laughs) (laughs) He's not, damn it. He's not the one. No, I... It it just doesn't work for me, man. No. I love that they're trying to reference Eileen Treacle. I agree, and it's just funny to me that she's like... You brought it back with you. Like, yeah. make it make. I want her voice to be scary yeah. or like yeah. gurgly, like uh-huh. like yeah, on yeah. Creep Show when they've been <laughs> drowned, like oh, something. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is fucking. They do this on Goosebumps, and then they cut to commercial, <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, oh, oh shit. my god, that's the scariest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> you know. Like, I just, I feel like they could have done this so much better. And if it was a gurgling voice, she drowned. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. That would have worked. But instead, we get this. Yeah. I said it earlier. I'll say it again. I don't, I don't like it. It's just no, weird. It is weird. And I feel like even if you cut it out, like nothing changes. No. Yeah. And it's oddly inconsistent with other things that we see in the film. I, I didn't even think about this until just now, but Steven literally sees this and then just goes back to his yeah, business. Dude. <laughs> yeah. I would be fucking freaking out. Or at least telling them what I saw. Right. Yes. Also, she already told him about Eileen Treacle. So now I she's saw it seen too. It, I saw it too. He's seen it. Yeah. And then he's just like, oh, I'm going to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, Steven is like, absolutely not, and starts to head back inside. He turns around, and of course, the girl is gone. I did want to mention that Eileen Triacle, the little girl, is played by Lauren Halsey, who went on to become a visual effects compositor, Hmm. and she's worked on huge movies consistently, even up until this year. Oh, nice. Like Marvel movies, like huge movies. Yeah, I was like, okay, bitch. Good for you. Yeah, that's really cool. Maybe don't call her that. The the good bitch, bitch in a good way. Fair. But back in the bedroom, Tristan asked what all the noise was, and Steven says it was just Jeff's dog alarm. But no, it wasn't just Jeff's yeah. dog alarm. Uh, I fucking saw a ghost. Is that part of the Goosebumps thing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, <laughs> he, he heard it too. That's what's going on. But Tristan was talking about the crying. He asked if she heard it, and she says she heard it in her dreams. She was having a nightmare of children looking up her skirt as she twirled round and round. So she heard them. As one does. They kind of yeah. got what they deserved. I mean, I don't... <laughs> little perverts. Right. <laughs> she asked Steven what's wrong with her, and he's like, nothing. <laughs> no, there's yeah. something wrong, dude. No poker face. No. He says there's a rational explanation for all this, and they just need to get out of here. When Steven says he'll get one of the others to take them to the airport in the morning, she grabs his arm and harshly demands, not yet. She needs to understand what happened, but Steven's not trying to hear it. He tells her she can understand it on the plane <laughs> well, yeah. on their way home. <laughs> That's so true, dude. I love it. He gets sleeping pills and yells at her to take them as she turns her head away. We cut back to the interrogation room where mm. an officer is telling Steven that he just doesn't believe him. We see Steven sobbing, telling him he swears it was just an accident. Back in the editing loft, Erica and Jeff watch the footage when they get another flash of something moving around the tree on the screen. Jeff rewinds it, noticing the time code jumps from 11.32 a.m. to 3.57 a.m. back to 1.32 a.m. during that one flash, which is scary as fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is when the group was supposed to have been asleep. 
<laughs> when they blacked out or whatever the <laughs> fuck we're calling it. Kim asks if he can slow the flash down. And when he does, we see that it's a naked woman swinging around that twig in the middle of the Rustin Bar Foundation. (laughs) (laughs) Jeff says he can redigitize it to blow it up and it'll only take a few minutes. I'm like, I know you said you had good editing equipment, but this is fucking CSI level. (laughs) Clickety, clickety, clack. I see the license plate. I'm like, okay. Well, the shit that doesn't actually exist. Yes. (laughs) Precisely. But Kim says she needs alcohol for this. Jeff demands caffeine and Erica gets up to go make coffee. In the kitchen now, she looks in the freezer and finds old coffee and old KFC, but plenty of batteries. Well, it was FC. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> it was just fried chicken with KFC's coloring. Yeah. We all knew what it was. <laughs> she turns to Steven, who's sitting at the kitchen table now, and sees that he's not in the mood for jokes. She asks him what's wrong and he tells her Tristan is in bad shape and they're leaving in the morning. He says Tristan is fucked up over what happened, but Erica points out that he's the one who looks like he's having a breakdown. He slams his hands on the table and it scares the shit out of her and he's like, yeah, I'm tense or whatever. I don't know, dude. (laughs) But she looks surprised when he says they're leaving. She's like, whoa. I'm like, why are we all leaving? And he delivers his line weird. He goes, I am sorry (laughs) (laughs) what's this the other thing is this is the scene where i realized that steven really looks like scott thompson to me (laughs) oh he he kind of does but also i love scott thompson he's the best what's with this sexy swamp music that's playing man dude swamp yeah it sounds like something out of it sounds like something out of true blood i have something i have something to say about the music in a second okay I don't know why you took sexy swamp music to be a negative thing. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love it. And I heard he got shit for it. Berlinger. The why? music? From the music department. They're like, this doesn't fit with our soundtrack. It's like, well, Marilyn Manson didn't make any <laughs> yeah. sexy songs, dude. But whatever. Because we all agree this is sexy. <laughs> I, I'm digging it. I like the That's music. That's a given. Mm-hmm. But... He does apologize to her awkwardly, like you said. And she starts massaging his shoulders... She promises him that everything's going to be okay and notes that he is tense. She starts to kiss his neck and eventually they're making out on the table as music from Roseanne plays. (laughs) That was my That was your note? Wow. (laughs) Well, what doesn't kill them is making them stronger, man. (laughs) But she takes his shirt off. Am I the only one that was like, what the fuck is, why are y'all doing this right now? Yeah. It, It just escalates. Yeah. From nothing to yeah. almost everything, you mean? To her being like this generic fried chicken in the fridge, and now she's yeah. like rubbing his back and shit. <laughs> I remembered this, but not how it got there. So I was no. like, what the fuck? Yeah, what, what is happening? Anyway, she takes his shirt off and sees symbols cut into his stomach. She asks if they hurt, and he tells her, no, they're just warm, which I thought was a weird yeah. thing to say. <laughs> that means they're infected, Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> that's hot that's like super sexy but Mm. she tells him not to worry because she has them too before clawing down his stomach and cutting his flesh into ribbons i don't think that's the kind of flesh steven was looking for (laughs) no although the prosthetic looked fantastic it did it did i was killed though oh yes (laughs) i don't know if i can continue but he looks up at her and back down at himself to see that not only is his shirt still on they're sitting completely across from each other like across the table from each other but they both look startled. So I'm like, y'all were really about to get it in while get it in <laughs> while the fucking 
drowned little ghost girl is outside and your girlfriend is laid up sick in the fucking bedroom that was really happening and then the cutting her his stomach open yeah. didn't so is or this, how much happened i think none of it happened yeah what about the massage i don't think that happened yeah because they'd be on the same side of the table yeah i they think it like, was like a shared hallucination or something there you oh go. which is what steven's been preaching about the whole right movie. okay because i mean they were at like a fucking count dracula's table yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like 25 feet apart from they each were. other <laughs> so i mean they couldn't have been you know okay because the way he acts later, it's like, I don't know. We'll talk about it later. All right. But Kim calls for them to come back upstairs. When they go up there, Erica, again, nobody says anything about what the fuck just happened. Erica's like, we're out of beer. But Kim is more interested in the angle that Jeff was able to get on that naked woman. Well, I mean, would you really say anything about what happened? I would, yes. Well, we thought we were banging and then yeah. we all I got my this, I got my shit slashed. <laughs> we <bro>. all, <laughs> like, I wouldn't say a word. We all had this weird shared experience in the woods. Right. We all blacked out and are missing five hours. Yeah, I'd probably say something. Me and Steven just hallucinated together in the fucking dining room. I would leave. I just saw a drowned little girl outside who was fucking moonwalking and shit. <laughs> yes, I would say everything. I, I would say every single piece of it. I would leave some details out, <laughs> but I would tell them about Billie Jean. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Erica and Steven come over to the monitor, but Kim tells her it's weird to watch because Jeff had to blow up the image. And I don't think that's why it's weird to watch. No. But they go frame by frame as the woman swings around the tree, confirming that this was during the blackout. Jeff continues going through the footage until the woman swings around and we see that it's Erica. What? No, I'm laughing because I'm thinking about them in the kitchen. Like, what's the Blair Witch getting out of this, man? She's like, I'm going to ruin this man's marriage. Like, why? I just don't get why she's doing this. It's very mean. Out of everything you could be yeah. doing. Yeah. But Jeff asks Erica if she has any explanation for this, but she doesn't. She doesn't remember doing this at all to the point where she accuses them of messing with the tape to play a joke on her. Berlinger's like, are y'all messing with this tape to play a joke on me? <laughs> Kim tries to tell her that they're just trying to piece together what happened. But Jeff is low-key accusing Erica of being the one that destroyed his equipment. Erica starts to cry, saying she didn't do that. She tells them all to leave her alone, and she leaves. Jeff asks Steven if he believes her and he's like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Kim tells Jeff to give her the keys to his van because she needs to get out of here and she needs a beer. Jeff just hands over the keys and tells her to get more coffee if they need it. Downstairs, Kim asks Erica if she wants to go to the store with her, but she sees that Erica is sobbing and chanting in the middle of candles, holding a knife. She calls Erica's name and snaps her out of it, but Erica tells her just what Eileen Triacle told Steven. They brought something back with them and she can sense it. It's like someone is choking the air out of her. Kim tries to dismiss this as them all being tired, but Erica has proof. She raises her shirt to show symbols carved into her body. Kim tells her she has the same thing. It's probably just poison oak. <laughs> <laughs> In fucking runes? Yeah. Too? yeah. Okay. Tearfully, Erica tells her that they're growing. Kim inspects her shoulder and there are symbols going down her arm now, which mm -hmm. weren't there. <laughs> I'm I'm sorry, but they're all looking like the tablet from Midsummer. But yes. fucking, they just think it's fucking poison ivy. Yeah, yeah, sure. The power of denial. Uh. I guess, man. But we see people being tied up and stabbed as Erica cries, telling her that it's the ancient pagan alphabet. It means you've been touched by a witch and that you're next to die. She sobs that something is here. I don't mean to pass off third hand information. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
but I heard from Berlinger, not personally. <laughs> he called you up yeah, or what? Yeah, like, hey, I heard you're covering. Uh, I'm on the Patreon. <laughs> I saw that you were. Oh, man. <laughs> no, but he said um, that, again, his Wiccan friend helped to kind of flesh out these rituals right. that Erica's doing to keep them authentic, but... He said that after Erica was doing this scene, mm. she collapsed. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. And so he told his friend about it because obviously it looks exhausting as fuck. Right. Yeah, it does. He told his friend and she was like, oh, well, she was calling upon the God of the underworld. And Erica was like, I'm sorry. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It's like, maybe you should have told me. You brought yeah. that to my attention yesterday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, again, I don't know if any of that's true. <laughs> right, right. But uh, very interesting. Well, I got to dust off a sick wedding singer reference. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that matters. I'm right? happy about it. So now we know we're fucked. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it's, it's in your skin dude yeah. like no it's in your skin <laughs> no thank you when she was the one that was being so positive about uh-huh. witchcraft yeah. she's like oh we're now fucked. Yeah. yeah oh by the way we are fucked we about to die and when did steven tell her that he's seen a uh, moonwalker he didn't but she no didn't. i'm saying that oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was me you're speaking for <laughs> speaking for everyone involved very good But we cut back to the Black Hills gas station. And after being hit on by some stupid teenage boys outside. (laughs) Did they rehearse those cat calls? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Because each one of them had a. If a goth girl, if that goth girl comes back, I know what I'm going to say. We all love Elvira. (laughs) (laughs) But Kim goes inside and gets beer out of a cooler. But that same man is there fixing it. She apologizes for getting in his way. But he just looks up at her and says, I'm finished now goosebumps this is one of the best moments in the entire film with preach on it rustin parr's story after he went out it was to the black hills right Mm -hmm. and he killed the seven children that he kidnapped yeah he comes back into town and he tells them i'm finished now yeah and so this man turned out to be (laughs) (laughs) rustin parr yeah, it's so fucking brilliant. But we said he was nobody. Right? You thought? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we 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 pulled the wool over. But that this is such a good reference. Like it's amazing. No, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Like it's not for everyone. Uh, no, because on its own, it's like what the fuck? What a weird fucking dude. Right, but right. if you're paying attention, especially to the first one, yeah, no, that it's it's Chef's Kiss. And I think I can't confirm this because we he wasn't listed or credited. I think this might be the same actor who played Rustin Parr in the Curse of the Blair Witch documentary. Oh, if, shit. If it's yeah. not, he looks like him. I'll say that. At the very least, it's great casting. Right, yeah. right. And I, I remember seeing, I think it was on Good Bad Flicks, but the tools next to him are arranged like a stick man. Ooh. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right. Like, they are thorough. Like, yeah. there's really good stuff in if here, you man. you would have just fucking left it alone. Yeah. This, this movie would have been so, so good. And it still is good. It is, mm-hmm. but it's like guilty pleasure good. Like if somebody was like, that's one of the worst movies I've ever seen, I'd be like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I like it, but you're not wrong. It, I don't think I don't think this is a good movie. <laughs> you, did, you did say that at the I'm top. I'm just being honest. <laughs> but we see that same woman from earlier with the cart full of ramen mm-hmm. or ham or whatever the fuck we said it was. <laughs> she hits Kim with her cart, telling her she's a witch before abandoning her cart and just walking away. Is she 
stalking that or no yeah, i think she's I just still in the store yeah <laughs> it's been a day <laughs> well rest in par still there no you know what they said they told her that they were getting more deviled ham tonight <laughs> I'll be back. i will stick around <laughs> but kim takes the beer to the cashier peggy played by ken and cisco who just looks her up and down and goes back to reading her paper i the customer service yeah i was I'm, like is this pop copy like uh, what the fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i am not one to cause a scene mm-hmm. i've worked in customer service since i had my first job mm-hmm. you could really be having a shitty day and i'd be like you know i would just take it have a, have a great day you know what i mean yeah, yeah. this we would have th- there'd be some problems oh <laughs> Any job I've had as a cashier, that'd be my ass, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you no longer work here. Yeah. It, Bad Yelp review. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is so fucking mean. Mm-hmm. But Kim asks if there's going to be a problem, and Peggy says no, but refuses to ring her up. When Kim threatens to speak to her manager, <laughs> it is Bob Copy. I, I am, am your manager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> So Kim makes a complaint to Peggy, the manager, about Peggy, the bitch at the front checkout lane, which I thought was great. (laughs) She says she's not leaving until she's completed her purchase. Peggy takes out a nail file and this bitch starts filing her nails, telling Kim that they don't want people like her here. I would explode. Yeah. But Kim tells her, I mean, I guess I would just go buy beer and piss in Burkett County or whatever. Apparently. Whatever uh, Jeff didn't want to do, but... (laughs) Ugh, yeah. Is this the only store? Right. We'd find another one. Yeah. Yeah. Kim tells her she's going to make all this real easy on her. She bags her beer herself and Peggy silently switches on the security camera. Isn't she like Peggy and flicks yeah. her name? To yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. Peggy tries to grab Kim, but Kim throws her nail file to the ground and grabs Peggy by her neck, which admittedly yeah. is a lot. <laughs> well, I mean... Kim can do whatever she wants. <laughs> it's fine. But she tells Peggy that if she touches her again, she's going to rip out her throat. She throws money. <laughs> now that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Even I have my limits. Now we've made it to the line. Yes. She throws money in Peggy's face, telling her to keep her motherfucking change, then goes outside and gets back in the van. I do want to note as she leaves, Rustin Parr is gone. Mm hmm. Oh, shit. I didn't notice that. They have a shot. You can see in the background, there is nobody repairing that machine. Ah! Yeah. He didn't even moonwalk out of here. He's just gone. Another interesting thing, the actress who played Peggy was the reader during the audition process. She read with all Uh, the actors. And I guess Berlinger liked her so much, he wanted to give her a part in the film. There you go. That's really cool. But Erica is still chanting at Jeff's house. In the bedroom, Tristan stares out the window at an owl that's looking right at her. He's like, do you have my pages? <laughs> <laughs> Upstairs, Jeff watches Erica on the monitor as she stops chanting and just breaks down and sobs. In the van, as Kim is driving back to Jeff's house, a rock crashes through the back windshield. She stops and turns around to see it was those little fucking perverted boys from the mm-hmm. gas station throwing mm-hmm. more rocks and yelling, stone the witch. She tries to drive forward, but suddenly there's a fucking row of old timey children there. They all run away, but she loses control of the van and hits a tree. She gets out of the car and looks around. And despite hearing crying, there's no one there. She starts the van back up and drives away. 
Those kids look dead already. Oh, they are. Oh, they are. I, <laughs> no, I know, but I mean, he could have just drove through them. Oh, yeah. Were, yeah, <laughs> Don't get out of the they car. They might be going they're... to a fucking festival. <laughs> I don't know. Are they late for the ghost they're party? Yeah. <laughs> I oh shit, you're right. They could be in costumes. You're like the, those clothes aren't from this time. Yeah. Just fucking mow them over. I did see one of the kids is played by Berlinger's daughter. Oh, that's cute. Which is very nice. Yeah. But there was something I noticed about the film. I guess it was more about me. Whenever she got out of the van and we get the shots of the street both ways, yeah. mm-hmm. I felt my heart beating faster. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, whoa. Like, I don't know. There was something about the way it was shot that was very tense and good. Well, she had the ghost kids in front of her and the and asshole those kids behind yeah. her. Yeah. And it's empty now. Yeah. yeah. Now, obviously, these are the seven children that Rustin Parr murdered. Right. Yeah. They're in... I think that's another thing. I love the references. Mm-hmm. That reference is a little bit ruined in a few minutes. I think that it would have been good if just we saw that. We knew it was seven kids. We know mm-hmm. the story. But when she gets back, she's like, I think those were the kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, come on, man. I feel like every major reference to the film, besides Rustin Parr right. at the gas station, everything else has been really, you guys, this is just like yeah. when that witch yeah. drowned in that girl. <laughs> yeah. This is basically Coffin Rock, you guys. <laughs> Back at Jeff's house, Kim reaches into the grocery bag and sticks herself on something. She looks at her hand and sees a drop of blood where she poked herself on her finger. And she takes the beer out of the bag and finds Peggy's nail file just sticking straight up. She examines it and there's a little bit of blood on her finger, but a lot of blood on the nail file. Mm hmm. Now she sucks the blood off her finger. So she's evil. So she's evil. (laughs) (laughs) But this is horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're like, I know what happened at the store. Uh So what the fuck is this doing here? Right. But Jeff calls down to her asking her to make him a pot of coffee. Because that's that's more important. (laughs) I do want to say Jeff is starting to remind me of me because it's like all (laughs) coffee Coffee. all the time. But we cut to her bringing Jeff the pot of coffee in his editing loft, and he doesn't even acknowledge her. Okay. Thanks. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) She sits down on the couch and admits to him that she fucked up the front fender of his van because she had to swerve to avoid hitting children in the road. There were seven kids (laughs) dressed like they were from another time. When Jeff still doesn't respond, she's like, now, I know this sounds crazy, yeah. <laughs> but I'm pretty sure those were the kids that Rustin Parr murdered. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff finally turns around and he's a man frying in an electric chair. This looks horrifying. Mm-hmm. It's jarring. Yes. I mean, to put it mildly, yeah. this always scared me so much when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say, imagine this moment without the interrogation shots. Yeah. yeah. And what you know of Kim. Oh, yeah. right. That's fucking that, even scarier. That right, puts right. it in context because I'm like, is this Rustin Parr? <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> no, it's straight up. Uh, it's straight up burn notice, man. <laughs> <laughs> this always reminded me of an old uh, Wes Craven movie, Shocker. Oh, right, right. Um, and I because he's on the cover like that. Yeah, and I was like, hey. But <laughs> But suddenly, Jeff is himself again, clearly sleepy and not hearing a word of what she just said. No. He demands coffee, which she points out is right next to him. Kim rests her head on the couch and it fades to black. The next morning, Erica and Steven awkwardly meet in the kitchen. That's The way that they're acting is what made me think, did something 
start to happen? I don't think anything happened. It, it felt like they had nothing written for the actors. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's it. I don't know what the deal was, but um, it did strike me as odd. It does. Yeah. He thanks her for driving him and Tristan to the airport, and Erica leaves to go get the van keys from Jeff. We get flashbacks of them making out on the table and Steven's sliced up stomach, and they look back at each other. He goes to the bedroom to wake up Tristan, but she's not getting out of bed and she doesn't want to leave yet. Steven leaves the bedroom again to look for Erica, which I was like, what? <laughs> it, seems, it just seemed pointless. Yeah. But Erica's not up in the editing loft where she was headed. Annoyed, Jeff tells him to go look in the van. She's probably in the van. And then looks surprised and asks what happened to the van. Steven looks out of a window shrouded in marijuana plants that nobody's talking <laughs> yeah. about. And we see that the van is completely totaled. Steven says they're never getting out of here. Jeff yells at Kim, who said it was just the front fender. He asked how she was even able to drive it back, which is a yeah. fair question. That car is fucked up. At that point, if I'm Jeff, I'm not accusing Kim. Yeah, yeah. there's no way. How, do you, how yeah. would you even yeah. get that back here? I'm assuming some people fucked it up after the fact. Yeah. <sighs> Something. I mean, because that's impossible. Yeah. She couldn't even sit in the driver's seat. No. It, it looks like the engine sitting in front. <laughs> <Yes. of Jeff>. <laughs> <laughs> so It is not drivable. Yeah. She dragged it back. Yes. <laughs> but Kim says it wasn't like that. Suddenly, Tristan is there saying the children dip their hands in your blood and then press them on your body. Thank you for the contribution, Tristan. <laughs> she says she dreamed it and so did Jeff. We look up at Jeff who raises his shirt and is horrified to see little handprints scarred into his stomach. Mm -hmm. So this was very odd to me because I'm like, everyone else is fucking with the elder Futhark uh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> but he's got handprints. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, why is he special? Yeah. That would concern know. me. Mm -hmm. right. It's like, why is the blue jelly only on my on shit? On my shit. <laughs> yeah. But Steven says they all have them, including Erica, which I'd be like, how the fuck you know what's on Erica's Yeah, yeah seriously. Kim's like, where is Erica? <laughs> 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 they all search for her, but Kim finds her clothes neatly laid out in the middle of her circle of candles, the craft style, mm -hmm. like when she disappears mm -hmm. herself. So Kim runs outside and screams for Erica. Back in the interrogation room, yeah. Kim <laughs> Kim looks at her shoulder and her arm in the mirror, but there's nothing there. I feel like, again, if you just follow Berlinger, yeah. this at the end of the film, yeah. after everything we're about to see, much more impactful. Mm -hmm. For sure. Steven tells them that if Erica had left, they would have heard the dog alarm, which is true. Mm -hmm. Kim says it's like she vanished and Jeff accuses her and Erica of playing a prank on them. Why, yeah. why? Why would they? After everything you've seen. Yeah. yeah. Really? You have handprints on your stomach. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that, that's a major issue I have with this is their ability to just ignore every paranormal yeah. thing that happens to them. But Jeff says, can't Kim see Erica in her mind's eye? Kim is angry, but says she honestly feels like something really bad happened to Erica. Then Tristan pipes up that maybe Erica called somebody. So upstairs, Jeff calls Erica's father, the minister, on speakerphone. He tells the receptionist that he needs to talk to him urgently. It's about his daughter, Erica. When she tells them that he doesn't have a daughter, Jeff's like, yeah, I know. I know they <laughs> disowned her or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the woman interrupts that the minister and his wife never had any children before hanging up on him. 
I would throw up. (laughs) (laughs) You would, I would. I feel like at this point, we might just need to come to terms with the fact that maybe Erica never existed. (laughs) (laughs) Where did they get the clothes from? You know, a thrift shop? I don't know. (laughs) All all I know is that I, I do like the fact that they call Erica's father mm-hmm. because whenever they had the conversation at the campsite or the, I guess the Rustin Parr Foundation, the yeah. Rustin Parr Foundation, she not only said that her father was a minister, she said the town. She did, and she said that it was the only church in town. Yeah, yeah. so that's very easy to find. Absolutely, because in any other movie, you'd be like, how the fuck they get the number for the? It's yeah. like, no, yeah. no, that she was very said it. simple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I like that. But later, Stephen rationalizes that Erica just lied to them. This is all group hysteria. Literally what he's writing his book about. Mm. His book. Right. <laughs> Get a group of people scared enough and... But Jeff is not trying to hear it. This leads to a fight. And when Jeff gets up to confront Stephen, the monitor starts to flicker. Jeff rewinds it to see someone breaking the camera equipment. As he's trying to get a better look, the phone rings and he puts it on speakerphone. It's Sheriff Cravens telling him to turn on the news. Reluctantly, he tells Kim to turn it on because he's just trying to report his <laughs> camera equipment being fucked up. Yeah. The news tells them that five tourists were found murdered on Coffin Rock. Sheriff Cravens co-signs on this news report saying the bodies of the tourists were laid out in the shape of a pentagram. He even waves to Jeff from behind the reporter. He's like, you see me? Yeah. <laughs> He doesn't think it's any coincidence that they didn't find Jeff's cameras. He tells him he's convinced that Jeff had something to do with this, so he can't leave the county. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I will. I, I do want to call out the editing in this section is fantastic. Because mm-hmm. you have not only him on the phone with right. Jeff, but then you see him in the background. Yeah. yeah. And his mouth syncs up to what it he's does. saying on the yeah. phone. It does. I it's noticed that. Very well done. And also, this is where I noticed from the shot, it's like a perspective from the TV. Mm. Yeah. This is when the angles start getting a little weird. They do. I think we're kind of looking at their psyche. Yeah. You know what I mean? So again, very smart work. Definitely. But suddenly something flies through the window, shattering it. They run downstairs to see what it was, and it was the owl. Well, yeah. they passed their deadline. Like, I have a business to run. <laughs> They look up at Tristan, who just looks down on them from the loft and walks away. Later, looking very exhausted and shaken up, Jeff tells Stephen that he doesn't know any of them and he doesn't know what to believe about any of them. They're not leaving him to take the fall for this, so he's not taking his eyes off of anyone. Kim says that they brought something back with them, which I'm like, at this point, take a shot every time yeah. someone says yeah, that. no joke. But Jeff is positive that this is Erica. She's been casting spells to make them see shit and spells to make herself disappear. It's all her. Kim leaves to get away from him. And when Stephen asks him if he has any friends that have cars, he tells Stephen to drop it. He's not going anywhere. Back in the interrogation room, Sheriff Cravens slams down wipes on the table and tells Kim to take her makeup off because she thinks her makeup and her black clothes give her power. But she's just a scared little girl. I'm like, you need to tone it yeah. down. Come, calm, calm down, dude. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Kim tells him that something evil happened to them in the woods. Back at Jeff's house, Jeff goes into the kitchen and <laughs> tells Kim, like, why are you so mad at me? Yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh. But when he sees her, she looks up from eating an owl or the owl. Yeah. Not just a random owl. one. <laughs> <laughs> her mouth covered in blood. He sees a flash of the doctors looking down at him in the psychiatric facility. 
And when he looks back at Kim, she's, she's just eating the leftover chicken from the freezer. But she is eating it so gingerly. But she yeah. is very the, daintily. Yeah. This, I... I was confused how <laughs> calm everybody is now. I was yeah, like, what yeah. happened? No, they Jeez. just got in a superheated fight, and then she walks away, and she's just calmly yeah. eating chicken in the kitchen. Well, but- I haven't seen any of them eat in a while, in all fairness. <laughs> <laughs> Starving. Yeah. I just, I mean, I think that this stuff is more with what they were thinking as far as, like, Eileen disappearing. Right. Like, these quick flashes of, like, what the fuck is happening. Yeah. Again, lose the the psychiatric hospital bit yes yeah. just have his descent into madness with everybody else yes what is this jack torrance where he's already mad at the start it starts crazy yeah and i hope that was a stunt al she was eating because uh <laughs> i definitely I, hope so well, crashing through the windows like, yeah damn. she's method it's yeah. impressive the owl's method <laughs> yeah <laughs> But Kim's like, I'm not even that mad. <laughs> Just stop talking shit about Erica. I wish that we could have seen Kim and Erica form a little more of a friendship mm-hmm. because Kim fucking rides hard for Erica for the rest yeah. of the film. And there really wasn't, you know, No, I, I don't think... even know if they really talked to yeah. each other. <laughs> I feel like Erica talked to Tristan more. She did. Yeah. And Kim talked to Tristan more. (laughs) So I'm like, I don't know where all this love is coming from, but all right. But Tristan calls out that Erica is outside. They all rush to the window that she's looking out of, but nobody's there. Steven tries to get Tristan back to bed, but she tells him he just has to look again. When he does, Erica is there naked and swinging from the tree backwards. He runs outside to get her. Now, Berlinger said this shot was a reference to Evil Dead 2. All right. And you see it. It makes yeah. sense. Yeah. But he walks out onto the bridge and tells her to come back inside. Erica walks backwards as she tells him he knows who it is and he knows what he has to do. She walks away and he screams her name and the bridge breaks under him. He holds on and tries to climb back up to the door and he looks up to see the little girl, Eileen Treacle, mm-hmm. not drowned yet, but mouthing Erica's words. You know who it is. Come on, Eileen. <laughs> Sorry. I love our timely song references this week. <laughs> but Tristan comes to the door and looks down at Steven. And when he asks for help, she just walks away. She's like, oh, it's your book, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jeff and Kim finally run to the door and pull Steven back inside. Man, I, I'll leave you there with crazy Jeff. God, I'd be so yeah, pissed. It's not nah. crazy Jeff. She's like, so is it hysteria or hysteria yeah. or is it history or hysteria? You want to talk uh, about it? Yeah, maybe we can talk about it at the bottom of the lake. <laughs> <laughs> but we cut to Tristan spinning on the bed in Jeff's room saying the boys did it. They hanged her. Stephen pulls her off the bed and tells her she's only dreaming. Tristan says she is dreaming, but they're not her dreams. They're Ellie Kedwards. And she doesn't know why she's having them. She says she's seeing through her eyes from when she was tied to the tree. The bad little boys from Blair Village would come to look at her to see if she was dead yet. They would let their dogs bite her and they'd poke her with sticks. When she would bleed, they'd press their hands in the blood and then press their bloody handprints on her body. Finally, they untied her and used the rope to hang her from that big tree. I just want to say that whatever spells she was doing, I think the real villain here is the fucking sadists yes, in little boys <laughs> yeah. fucking that's Village. fucking terrifying yeah yes they're like yeah biter yeah. like, oh my god it's where are your parents do you know where your children are <laughs> <laughs> it's a psa if i've ever god seen one damn 
But she tells Stephen that she thinks she's going crazy, but he tells her she's not. He hugs her, telling her everything's going to be okay, but he doesn't even look convinced. Mm. In the editing loft, Jeff is just watching them hugging yeah. on his monitor. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you think about it, he was also watching Erica do her ritual. I yeah. guess. And he did say he doesn't trust anybody. Yeah. <laughs> Kim comes in and asks if he knows the name of the doctor that Tristan saw because she's very worried about her, as she should be. Mm -hmm. He doesn't, but he tells her where the phone book is. She picks up the phone book and finds a folder with her picture pinned to it. There's a folder on every one of them. She confronts Jeff, who tells her that he doesn't know. He has no idea where they came from. Steven comes in demanding to know where he got him. It's funny because she's like, Jeff's been spying on us. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not <laughs> doing that. Yeah. Yeah. You're telling you're telling me you're not a spy. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. <Jeff. laughs> the line is just hilarious to yeah. me. But Jeff yells that he doesn't know where the folders came from. And we cut back to the interrogation room. A cop tells Steven that they've been looking into him. He was so good all his life. How did he get wrapped up in this? He places the file on the table of Steven, the exact file that Kim found in Jeff's desk. Right. I don't understand this at all. I, I was also confused. I think it's supposed to be, again, another shared delusion. Again, if this was shown later. But it's the exact file, though. Exactly, because the files aren't really there at Jeff's place. It's a delusion. Mm. it's kind of a like a forecast of what's to come right but if you show us it happening right after they find the files it's You're kind like, of what the fuck yeah, yeah. like wait <laughs> so they're cravens files. Yeah. <laughs> it's just weird so cravens set them up exactly the weird thing about this that i heard on the commentary is that just like with the original blair witch project mm -hmm. they wanted all the characters to be named after the actors who played them okay yeah. and so jeffrey donovan was jeffrey donovan yeah erica i think learson yeah was erica learson like all the way down right right so about like a couple weeks before the film's ready to come out marketing is like oh this is going to be confusing for everyone so we're going to need to change their names and berlinger's like we're, the movie's like <laughs> yeah. fucking done and they're like, well, we should change their first and last names. And he's like, how the fuck are you going to change their first names yeah. when we've when already recorded the, whole the movie. film? Yeah. Yeah. And so he said, I'll meet you halfway and change their last names. Yeah. So it's like Jeffrey Patterson instead of never, Donovan. They're yeah, never yeah. said. But in the files, you see Jeffrey Donovan. You see their real oh, names. Oh, right, my. Right. So because they couldn't change that, it was too late. It's like studios. I don't understand. Yeah. What are you doing? Why is that confusing, though? Berlinger said it's even more confusing now. <laughs> Yeah, what was the point in having to do that? There is none. There's none. That's so what weird. I just don't get it. But back in the loft, Jeff's phone rings, breaking up the fight. He answers it, and it's Sheriff Cravens telling him to come down to the station because he has questions for him. When Jeff tells him he can't because his van is trashed, Cravens tells him he's right on his front doorstep. Steven remarks that this is impossible because the bridge broke. But when Jeff consults the surveillance monitor, the bridge is there completely fine. But you don't see Cravens. You yeah. don't know. Jeff walks to the front door as Cravens bangs on it, remembering throwing himself against the padded walls of his room at the psychiatric facility. What? Okay. Knock it off. <laughs> no more. No. The sheriff continues to bang on the door, yelling at Jeff and insulting him. As he approaches the door, we see a flash of Jeff laying with the foam coming out of his mouth. They must really have liked that shot. Yeah, I guess get it. so. <laughs> Cravens continues to yell as Jeff slowly unlocks the four locks on his door. 
He pulls the door open to reveal that the sheriff is not there. The bridge is broken again. And on the other side of it are three angry dogs barking just like his alarm. So more like Sheriff Cravens, right? (laughs) (laughs) Jeff slams the door (laughs) shut and the barking continues. He goes to his closet to get a gun. And when he returns, of course, the dogs are gone. He was just going to fucking shoot those dogs. I guess. They were evil dogs. Yeah. (laughs) I think we can all agree those dogs were evil, right? right? (laughs) They were going to start walking backwards at any second. Any moment. Any part of that. No moonwalking dogs on my (laughs) watch. That's the line. But Kim and Steven come in shocked to find him with a gun and tell him to put it away. Jeff opens the closet to put the gun back, but Erica is in there facing the wall with her back to them. He slowly turns her around and she is dead. Her eyes are white and her lips are blue. Now, very quickly. Oh, I wa- are, are we? You- <laughs> <laughs> the subtitles. I, wa- I watch all these with the subtitles on because I don't want to miss anything. Yeah. And when he turns her around and you see that she's dead, Stephen goes, Jesus Christ. And the subtitles say, she's crippled. <laughs> what? Like, she, I don't know. That's not what, that is not not what, what he says. says. I don't know where they even got that. What the hell? I, uh, well, in all I fairness, out loud. it's Jesus Christ. And the subtitle said, she's she's crippled. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what was said. So Jesus is she's she's? She's she's, yeah. yeah to stutter. Uh, I Killed me. Yes. I do want to point out Erica's being like Mike. Absolutely, mm. facing the corner. In the corner. Yeah. And I also want to point out how good Jeffrey Donovan is in this moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When he's reaching out, his eyes are filled with yeah. tears. And yeah. He looks oh, yeah. like he's fucking going he through it. He looks traumatized. Yeah. So has she been hiding in there this whole time? Well, he just got the gun out of there and she wasn't there. Yeah. Oh, li- from yeah. That, from that right. two seconds yeah. ago. Yeah. But later they all sit in the loft, understandably shaken. Jeff points out that Steven was the last one to see her alive, but Steven throws it right back at him. When he saw Erica the last time, she was on her way to see Jeff. Because pointing fingers solves everything. Absolutely. Jeff tells him that he didn't kill her. And when Steven looks over at Kim, Jeff is like, she was up here with me. They start to fight and we see Tristan slowly walking up the stairs in the background. Kim asks where Tristan was this whole time. And Steven's like, she can't even get out of bed. And then Tristan <laughs> walks her ass into the yeah. room. It's like, you're really breaking my balls, dude. <laughs> yeah. Tr- I'm trying to defend you. Exactly. Tristan says it's all backwards. The little girl, Erica's dancing. Wittershins undo the evil. Jeff is like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> and then she starts to speak gibberish. So I rewound this. I painstaking, <laughs> stanking, not painstaking, <laughs> stunk to do it. I painstakingly tried to decipher what she was saying backwards. Right. I came up with the children will again walk free. And I oop. Yeah. And that's right. fucking terrifying. It. I will say it was worth the time it took. <laughs> <laughs> that is part of the S rubber message. Okay. Because you go back, like we were saying, we were too dumb to solve it. Uh huh. Um. You go back and there's like words spliced throughout the movie you can like clearly see them if you're looking and you unravel or you find those words and then you put them in the right order and it's the first half and then what she says backwards is the last half of the message maybe we weren't dumb maybe maybe we were just just convoluted (laughs) 
and then you unscramble yeah. it. It's like, And then what? you wait by your mailbox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what? But I think, I mean, again, that little idea is so neat. Yeah. It really is. But since you uh, figured out the end of it. Thank you. If you go back and find the words all in the movie and everything, the full message is, seek me no further or the children will again walk free. Well, I got chills. Uh, it's honestly horrifying. Mm-hmm. The, she's like, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just leave me alone. See, so she's not a bad witch. No. She's just an introvert. Leave her out. <laughs> <laughs> and Same, I can, Ellie. Yeah. So I guess Ellie Kedward's my favorite character now because <laughs> I can relate to that shit. But Jeff says Tristan's lost it. But something finally clicks with Kim. They have to run the tapes backwards and she thinks they'll be able to figure out what happened to Erica. Reluctantly, I like how Jeff can just hit a few keys and then he's like, he types it in for the tape to run backwards and nothing happens. Steven's like, type the commands in. (laughs) (laughs) And he does this. And just when he starts to say nothing's happening, something happens. Tristan joins them in watching. The tape goes to static before unveiling the missing hours. We see them dancing around the fire and partying. Kim and Jeff are making out. Kim and Erica are making out. Erica's dancing for Steven. Tristan is cloaked and tending to the fire while everyone else in their underwear looks up at her. Erica is swinging around the tree. Tristan dumps out her and Steven's work and they all start ripping it up together. Tristan is gesturing over a naked Erica while the rest bow to both of them. Jeff and Kim are showing each other the flesh. <laughs> Erica and Steven are showing each other the flesh. Jeff is breaking his own camera equipment. Tristan gives them all daggers before telling them to go. We can't hear her, but she's clearly like, go. <laughs> Where'd she get these weapons? I know. Where'd she get the cloak? Thrift shop? They- the owl. <laughs> the yeah. owl. The owl dropped well, it off. Well, they all leave when she tells them to, and she stays behind dancing with yeah. the owl. We see her hide the tapes where they would be found the next morning. Dancing with death. And I hoop. Hey. <laughs> you got mm-hmm. it. Interesting. But then she walks toward the camera, picks it up and smiles into it before throwing it to the ground. Now, the angle at which she holds the Absolutely. camera, it is very, very much reminiscent of Heather's iconic shot from Definitely. the first film. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she looks sinister in hers. Very much so. Although her eyes are filled with tears. Yeah. It's very eerie. Yeah, but they're scary tears. (laughs) Yeah, I bet they're hot. (laughs) When we cut back to the editing loft, Tristan is facing away from everyone. Jeff asks what she made them do, and Kim accuses her of leading them. And when she sees that Tristan has turned away, she asks if she was watching the screen. Tristan's like, no, (laughs) tries to leave. But Kim and Steven grab her as Jeff grabs a handheld camera. Tristan pleads with Steven to get them to stop, but Kim asks her why she isn't marked with the symbols like the rest of them are, which is a valid question. Mm -hmm. She accuses Tristan of killing Erica. Jeff raises the camera and tells Tristan to admit it because they're not going to take the fall for this. That is his number one concern. I am not taking the fall for this. First of all, I respect it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Second of all, um, I did want to point out that all the lights seem to be coming from underneath the platform now. Yeah. They look almost like menacing like a campfire right yeah you're right it's very cool looking but he tells her they're not gonna hurt her then steven chimes in like you hurt the baby fuck her too too much she says she had nothing to do with that but steven doubles down the witch kills children 
Tristan twists away from him, saying she hasn't killed anyone. They follow her to the other side of the loft, and Stephen holds her while she's leaning on the railing. He tells her to just say the words, and she pushes him off before giving him the finger. She pretends to be shocked and scoffs before telling them that they're all going to fucking die. She starts to climb the stairs, asking Stephen if he wants to kill her. He says he doesn't. He just wants to understand. She tells him he can't understand because he's so afraid, just like the pathetic kids in Blair Village. Those kids didn't sound pathetic. (laughs) But Stephen and Kim follow her to the higher floor and Jeff stays below filming. And I laughed out loud because he goes, (laughs) she's the witch man. (laughs) It's the man. It's so inappropriate. It's like it it hit him. (laughs) That's not how she was acting earlier. React bigger, Jeff. That's amazing. But Stephen asked Tristan to talk to him, but she acts compassionate for a moment before slapping him and telling him that Tristan is gone. Jeff climbs up, like scrambles up the side of the (laughs) stairs as Tristan wraps a hanging rope around her neck. I don't know why there's just ropes hanging from the factory ceiling, but. Stephen tells her not to do this, but she says she's not doing anything. It's all up to them. Kim asks why she killed Erica, and Tristan sniffs her before saying she can smell fear on her. She flicks Kimmy's chest, calling her Kimmy, the same way Kim flicked Peggy's name tag at the store. That made me gasp. Yeah, Yeah, you weren't there for that. Oh, shit. Were you buying all the devil ham? (laughs) Was that you? Was that you? Kim tells her she'll rip her head off, and Tristan tells her to do it. Stephen breaks them up and Tristan asks, isn't this what his book is about? People just wanting to see something. So that is where you know that she is not Tristan anymore. Mm, right. Because it's not his book. Exactly. It's their yeah. book. Anytime it ever came up, she said our work, etc." Yeah. That's really smart. Right. It's yeah. very subtle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But we see the security camera filming them from the ceiling. Stephen is literally shaking with rage as Tristan continues to talk shit to him, calling him a little bitch. Finally, he yells, no, and pushes her off. We hear her neck break as she swings from the rope. She tripped, right? (laughs) It was just an accident. She's evil. Well, Well, as she screams, we see flashes of everything. Them waking the other tour group, tying them up and murdering them. This is complete with the flashes of violence that we've been seeing peppered out through the whole film. Would have been way more impactful just here. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Honestly, it's like you already knew. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you probably wouldn't have known if they hadn't been showing yep. you the whole movie. But we cut from Tristan's body to a news report. Kim, Jeff, and Steven are described as obsessed movie fans. They're being arrested for murder and taken from Jeff's house. The bridge is fully intact. Mm-hmm. I was like, <gasps> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Another news report talks about Jeff's van, also fully intact, that has blood evidence inside that links the three of them to the murders. But that's not true because they hadn't even tested it yet in the interrogation, whatever. The fucking van is still on site. Yeah, (laughs) but go off. Yeah. They blame the Blair Witch Project for inciting real life violence. Back in the interrogation room, Sheriff Cravens tells Jeff that he had the college put his tapes together and it tells the entire story. Jeff's like, good. Then you can see that Tristan basically told Steven to push her, which I still don't think would hold up in yeah. court. But Well, I mean, OJ got off on a glove is all I'm trying to say. I mean, yeah. you know what? <laughs> good point. The legal system is flawed. <laughs> One might say broken. There you go. But... Sidebar, this is the first time the interrogation scenes were supposed to be seen, period. Damn it. Yeah, this is when they should have been seen. Totally agree. 
In Steven's room, the cops show him the tourists arranged in the pentagram and ask him how he had the stomach to gut them. Steven says he doesn't remember doing it. In Kim's room, she wipes off her makeup and cries as the cop tells her he wants to talk about Peggy. Mm. He presents the bloody nail file in an evidence bag, and he shows her a picture of Peggy bloody and dead on the newspaper she was reading. We see Kim getting arrested as a reporter says that one victim was hanged and the cause of death is unknown on the other, but they were both killed by their friends after participating in a killing spree with them. Another news report says the two murdered women were involved in witchcraft. In Jeff's interrogation room, the cop asked him about Erica. Jeff says it was Tristan who killed her. The rest of them just found her in the closet. In Steven's room, he looks at a picture of Tristan hanging. The cop accuses him of killing her because she had a miscarriage. But Steven says that she wrapped the rope around her neck and begged him to push her. This is when the cop tells him he doesn't believe him. And Steven sobs that it was an accident. What we saw earlier. We see the news footage of them being taken into the police station while the reporter says that there are rumors of supernatural events surrounding the murders. Back in the room, Steven says that Jeff taped everything and tells them to just watch the tape. Back in Kim's room, he shows her the picture of Peggy again asking her if it was too much trouble to just pay for her beer. (laughs) That's not what this is about. Not at all. (laughs) Kim says she didn't do that, but the cop starts a videotape. On the surveillance in the Black Hills gas station, we see Kim stab Peggy to death with the nail file before throwing it into the bag and leaving. As Peggy's blood flows onto the newspaper, she continues to deny that she did it. So according to Berlinger... This, at this point in the film, the last eight minutes, this was supposed to be the first bit of violence in the film. Man. He said everything else was supposed to be psychological. And I think that would have been way more successful. Yeah. It would have been amazing because I feel like the snippets that we get the whole movie ruined, for me, the tourist death. Oh, yeah, yeah, it did. And the twist of them having committed Mm -hmm. it. This comes out of left field Mm -hmm. because we got that little bitty crumb of what the fuck with the nail file. But then stuff moves so quickly after it, you kind of forget about it. But this, you're like, what? That's not what happened. Like, we were there. That's Uh not what happened. Man, if done right, that would. Right? Yes. See? Yes. That's why we're so mad. (laughs) (laughs) Now, Now you understand. Yeah. But in Jeff's room, they show a video of himself naked, spreading out all of Erica's clothes on the floor before placing Erica in the closet and closing the door. He looks up at the camera. Yeah, <laughs> he does. I was like, man, they got you dead to rights, man. Yeah, like, Jeff, this is for you for later. <laughs> yeah. I don't think uh, Sam and Fiona are going to get you out of this one. No. Oh, that's a, that's a burn <laughs> notice. Reference. Well, of course. It- <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. But in in the interrogation room, Jeff cries as he says that it wasn't him. In Steven's room, he watches the tape of Tristan. Everything is true to form until Tristan screams and sobs as Steven chases her up to the higher level instead of following her like what we saw. Mm -hmm. She denies being the witch when Jeff accuses her. She's the witch, man. (laughs) It's crazy because their lines stay the same for the most part. But hers hers doesn't. It's nuts. And her performance is like hard to watch. It is because it's horrifying. Yeah. But the tape comes back up on Tristan with the rope tied around her neck. Steven shakes her and tells her to confess as she sobs. She pleads with him and he pushes her off the platform, causing her to hang. He turns to the camera and goes, fucking witch. (laughs) 
I was like, come on, man. That's an overkill. That's an overkill. What's happening? If I'm him in the interrogation room, I'd just be mad at that point. Yeah. I'd be like, that's on the nose, yeah, isn't it? Come on. <laughs> that's a bit much, right? Yeah, come geez. On. Ellie, come on. <laughs> you don't have to do all that. Mm-mm. But Stephen has to be restrained back into his chair as he screams that that's not what happened. Someone fucked with the tape. Again, I feel like this was Berlinger's reaction Mm. when being shown this cut. (laughs) But it comes up on an aerial shot of the woods as haunted by Poe plays in the credits role. Okay, first of all, this song's fantastic. Oh, and it's spot on for the movie, Mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. Second of all, I think that the shot of more tourist groups going into the forest. Oh, yeah. That's the perfect ending. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. I love it so much. But I have to ask, what did you guys think of... Book of Shadows, <laughs> Blair Witch Two. I I don't hate it, but there it. You can tell, like even before. I know we talked a little bit before the show. We had talked about how there was cuts and meddling and whatever. Mm-hmm. And even before you told me any of this stuff of how it went down and whatnot, I told you you can tell. <laughs> There's like, something. It, off. Yeah, it's you not. Can. It's and it. It's just odd. It's just like, what the hell? But it's not a. It's not the worst movie, but it's... I mean, it's... it's <laughs> I, I probably will watch it again at some point. For sure. I, I don't think this is a bad movie. Mm-hmm. I think this is a decent movie with a great movie hiding inside of it. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. Yeah. And I mean, I like it. I will watch it again several times mm-hmm. throughout my life. I can't commend them more for their faith to the mythology. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. For this interesting social commentary on the media, your perception of it, mm-hmm. what reality even is. You know, it's very smart. It's just it's bogged down by a lot of stuff that shouldn't be there. Yep. I agree. I think that's that's my issue. And I watched this young enough to where I didn't think about any of that. And I was just mm. like, that movie was badass. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why now I'm like, I I like this movie more than I should, I think. Right. But revisiting it, I'm like, I don't think that this is good. I think that objectively <laughs> this is probably bad. But I, it's so clouded with me that yeah. I still like it, even knowing that. I, I really don't care. I right. like bad movies all the time. But oh, yeah. <laughs> I think that, that that's the issue. Because if we had gotten what what we were supposed to get, mm-hmm. this film easily would be an 8.5 or a 9. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's not fair. No. I literally wrote down for myself, if this were Berlinger's vision, mm-hmm. this is a nine out of 10 for me. Yeah. Because that idea is so brilliant. It's right, so right. good. And it's such a subversion because, of course, you think the Blair Witch 2, it's going to be a found footage film. Absolutely. Yeah. More kids getting lost in the woods. Yeah. Definitely. Because it's easy to make. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But he had this idea of... And I think it's interesting because instead of it being about found footage, it's about lost footage. Right. Yeah. He made that point on commentary and I was like, you're a goddamn genius. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It just makes me sad because as far as I know, he didn't go on to do anything until um, or direct any films until that Zac Efron, Mm -hmm. Ted Bundy movie. And that just happened. I think he went back to documentaries. He's probably like, fuck this. Yeah. That just makes me sad because this is clearly someone with a vision Mm -hmm. that if you just let him go it, yeah. it just it's heartbreaking 
but what I thought of it. Yeah, I like it, even <laughs> though it's bad. And uh, I'll definitely rewatch it again. I would love, I don't know why they haven't released his version yet. Hashtag release the Berlinger cut. Get it going. <laughs> if you can get fucking Zack Snyder to release an eight hour Justice League <laughs> or whatever the fuck, you're telling me we, we can't get a 90 it. minute. Yeah. We deserve it. And so does Berlinger. Yeah. Dude, fucking uh, Shout Factory, Scream Factory. Somebody yeah. do it, man, please. I will, what did I say? I will pay the movie. I will pay the movie. <laughs> God I will damn pay it. it tonight. But I guess we can go right into ratings. I feel like this is one of those films that we've been pretty, uh, we've kind of laid out everything mm-hmm. as we've gone mm-hmm. um, to the point where I don't think I need to go over it again. I will say that this one, I don't think I've had trouble, this much trouble rating a film since House. <laughs> um, and this one, I'm torn between the movie I actually got, which as I keep saying, I don't think is good. And the movie that, could have been and how I see it having seen it so young and fallen in love with it and now I don't care that it's bad I still like it Uh there's like three different grades here (laughs) so I'm gonna try to just go I guess the middle of all of them I don't know this is very difficult for me but what I'm trying to say is the number is not just the number there's a lot that (laughs) goes into it as I'm as I'm you know factoring in here but right I'll just say to pin something down and not let myself ramble for another 20 minutes mm. about why it should be rated <laughs> what. Um, on a scale from one to 10 web store stick men. <laughs> and I'm even doubting myself as I say it. I heard it. It's, it's what I came up with. So I'm just going to say it. One to 10 web store stick men. I'm going to give Book of Shadows <laughs> Blair Witch 2 6.5 out of 10 web store stick men. Right. Um, that's all I got, man. I, I, this was very difficult for me. 6.5 doesn't seem super high, but there's a guilty pleasure to this movie for right. me and I'll definitely watch it again. Mm. But yeah, <laughs> I'll open up the floor. Um, after, you know, hearing all the stuff behind it and whatnot, and mm-hmm. I do like the movie, it's just weird. You know what I mean? Like Definitely. as a kid, when I was younger watching it, I was like, oh man, this is, you know what I mean? This is great. They're out there partying, then scary <laughs> shit happens and then people are dying. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then watching it now, you you pay more attention and then watching it for the show, you know, you notice a lot of inconsistencies <laughs> yes. or like, and then it's like, what the fuck? What, what's happening? Yeah. Um, But I won't even lie. When I had created a voodoo account, uh, the the movie streaming thing. I think it was Walmart or whatever. Yeah. Um. They. I got like five free movies. Out of all of their library, <laughs> one of those movies <laughs> was Book of Shadows. It's on there. Blair Witch Log 2. into Voodoo right now. It's just sitting there. That is so badass. I I used to. You know what I mean. I yeah. I enjoyed it as well. I was like, oh, this is great. It's Blair Witch, and but mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean. I have it for a reason. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, But now seeing it and then hearing them, how they changed it and what they did. And it's like, oh, I thought this movie was just nuts. You fucked it up. Uh You know what I mean? You guys put this shit in when you didn't need to. Mm -hmm. Um, But I couldn't go as high as you. (laughs) (laughs) But. I have to give Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. You'd say the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to. I heard it. You're very hesitant. 
<laughs> it's just it's dumb. I it's was like, so what bad. Happened? It's bad. <laughs> On a scale from one to ten, Web Store Stickman. I'm gonna give this movie a six. Mm. You wrestled. I yeah. <laughs> well, because I enjoyed hearing about all the stuff. Uh huh. Like I said, I do wait to get a lot of the same thing, like the people listening, like the the little tidbits of information mm-hmm. and the thing you guys bring. So I'm just as surprised. <laughs> um, and I did enjoy hearing about it and then knowing a little more backstory about it. Mm-hmm. But but then now hearing how it was ruined, it, it was <laughs> like, damn, I can't give it that 0.5. Hey, but I understand. I'll stay with my original six. I can I can respect that. Definitely. I think my thing that's very odd for me, I know you have said that it's not a good film. Mm-hmm. I still think it's kind of a good film. <laughs> it I, is. I like Listen, I'm saying objectively. To me, it's uh-huh. it's I like it. I'm yeah. I but you mean like if you were to we'll suggest never not it to like somebody. It. Yeah. I feel like if I yeah, if I was like, Hey, uh friend, watch this movie and they were like, That's trash, I'd be like all right, you got a boss. <laughs> I feel like I get it. Like, I, I mean, I can understand that. I think my thing is that, and it, I don't think it's necessarily tied to nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I feel sometimes that the great movie is trying to break out. Mm-hmm. For sure. And so I feel like Definitely. there the, the moments there, I mean, on the positive side, like I said, the mythology, the ideas, mm-hmm. social commentary. I appreciate the wearing down of their psyche. Right. Absolutely. I love watching the, like, the evolution of somebody's right, right. sanity. I am... Honestly, I just feel like it was made for fans. Yeah. The references are, even if some of them are on the nose, that's, that's <laughs> like Rustin Park. Yeah. Come you on. Know, it's a lot. But on the negative side, it literally just comes down to the studio fucked this film. Yeah. The unnecessary bits of violence. Yeah. The psych ward subplot. That didn't need to be there. It's at honestly, all. it's honestly insulting. It <laughs> is like it's. There's no way around it for me. And all it does, Artisan Entertainment thinks that they're fixing the film, but all they're doing is ruining the tone and the pacing. Absolutely, yeah. that's oh, what yeah. I'm saying. If you didn't know what the original intent was, mm-hmm. and you just sat down and watched this as Book of Shadows, <laughs> Blair Witch <laughs> Two, you'd be like, "What the fuck was that? Yeah, what was that? You would." And I mean, I think that's what's such a bummer because if Berlinger got his wish, I'd be giving this film a nine right now. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I'm judging it now based on the film that we got mm-hmm. bumped up a little bit with the nostalgia factor. Right. And the interesting thing is that out of 10 Web Store Stickmen, I also came up with 6.5 <laughs> Web Store Stickmen thought, out of 10. I thought you might have because when I said it, you had a very big reaction. <laughs> I did. You like threw your hands up. Well, because I was surprised. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I will watch this film over and over again. The only thing that would make this better is if they released the goddamn Berlinger <laughs> Cut. Please. Hashtag release the Berlinger Cut. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, that's all from us at Podmortem. What would you rate Book of Shadows Blair Witch 2 and what should we watch next? Let us know on Twitter at the Podmortem. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Be sure to follow each of us on Twitter at Blood and Smoke, at RealStreeter84, and at TravisMWH. Please consider pledging to our Patreon and stay tuned until after the music for a special shout out to our Wendigo Getter patrons. And remember, while perception is reality, it's still important to see the forest for the trees. Until next time.
Thank you for staying tuned for a special shout out to our Wendigo Getter patrons. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Thanks for still hanging with us. <laughs> <laughs> That's absurd. <laughs> a very special thank you to Chris Ontiveros, Kristen Lofton, Megan Martinez, Kimberly Bass, Melanie Van Huesden, Sophie Hodson, Anthony Jerome M., Jordan Nash, Kent, and Allison O'Morton, Guy54, Lala Thomas, Travis Anissa Hunter, Miguel Myers ATX, Mandy, Jennifer Perez, Pierre Lombard, Carissa, TJ Bronson, Gabrielle Trevino, Spooky Mom, Andy Teague, Applin Ontiveros, Karima Rhodes, Antonio Huerta, Kimberly Kleindienst, Will Brown, and Linda. We appreciate each and every one of you. Yes. Thank you all. <laughs> you guys cough and rock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't need that. No, <laughs> I wanted it. Though. Listen, yeah. not only do you cough and rock, but we appreciate you stickmen around with us. <laughs> <laughs> What are we doing? <laughs> I hate us. <laughs> I got a love hate thing about us, honestly. <laughs> Until next time. <laughs>